Hey, 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 welcome to Your Artist Could Never, a podcast for cool artists and, of course, everywhere where you'll hear no nonsense, straight talkings, and lots of fun stuff. I'm Auntie AK, and I'm here with Auntie Nana and Auntie Sade. Hello, my aunties. How are you? How are you doing? Better than you. You saw me. How are you? How are you doing? I'm ill. I'm ill. I'm just very madly ill. I'm so pissed off that I'm ill. I don't like being ill. Slowed me down. I was out for the count today. I didn't get any work done. So, no, not happy. But how are you guys? Uh, Yeah, I definitely know I've run myself into the ground. There's a lot going on. But um, I just wasn't expecting a cold. This is not on my agenda. I don't like it. Especially in the week. If it's a weekend, at least I can just chill in my bed without feeling guilty. I've got so much to do. Anyway, make me happy, guys. What's happening in New York's world? How are you? I've just come back from New York. Welcome, um, welcome, New York. Yeah. New York. And I had a really good time. I was there for a week. I stayed in Brooklyn for the duration, most of the time. It was cool. It was just chill. Although, I will say, yeah, there's not a lot of people in New York right now. It seems really weird because it's like a very like hustle bustle city and stuff. And like at nighttime, like the roads were just super quiet, like hardly oh. anyone around and stuff. So like I was talking to a few locals and they say like during the pandemic, a lot of people actually left the city. Oh, wow. um, yeah, do you know what I mean? So it's had like a massive knock-on effect and like you're seeing quite a few, I think it's changing now, but like quite a few like closed down shops and stuff, but it's just really noticeably quiet. Yeah, so that was really eerie actually. Do you know? mm. I suppose New York had a lot of restrictions though, so mm. I'm not surprised that a lot of people chose to leave. Yeah, yeah. But I think most of those are lifted now. But it's so weird, like, you can get, like, a COVID test on the subway, which I thought was really bizarre. <laughs> like, you, you can stop at a stop and get a test. Uh, yeah. and, like, in oh, wow. the, like, the Times square kind of area. Yeah. Or like Broadway and stuff, like you, like they'll be on the street as well, kind of thing. They have kiosks on the street where you can get a COVID test and stuff, which is yeah, it was. It was Make that money. How much is it? <laughs> oh, I didn't even look. I think they were free. I think so. I think so. Definitely, this one of the subway ones I saw was free, for sure. Well, yeah. Into places without being vaccinated. They didn't check us. No. At all. Yeah, they didn't check. They didn't check our status, but they knew that everyone, obviously, if you're here and you're a tourist and you're vaccinated, that means you're vaccinated. So it wasn't for you. So I think going into places, you didn't really have to wear a mask unless you was in a like a Uber or a taxi and stuff. You definitely want to wear a mask on the subway. For the most part, it was just pretty chill. Like no one asked for our vaccinated status or anything like that. And we done all sorts of things like. We partied, we went to restaurants and did we go to, no, we did go to a museum, but we went on like a tour. <laughs> I done a superhero tour. <laughs> Brilliant. Did you get to do the Sex in the City tour? No, 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 no. Oh. It was superhero instead. <laughs> was Spider-Man and Avengers. Yeah. And yeah like that. I would like yeah. that. I don't like that. It was so cool, and at the end that you like end up at like, a comic shop. So I got some comics and stuff. It was oh, just wicked. Cool. Yeah, my nerdy self. I was, I was just in awe and yeah, excited. Oh, that's cool. But yeah, what about you guys? What did you? Artiana, Artifara, what about for you lot? Nothing new, just life. Like it's all good. Easter holidays, 
boys are not around. They're with their grands and they will be with their other grand next week. Nothing, nothing special to report. Auntie Farah, before we move on, how are you? Well done. I just wanted to say, like, because Auntie Charlotte was talking about the COVID test, it reminded me of something I heard the other day where they were saying, like, the plastic generated from all the COVID tests are going to be the next big problem. Of course. <laughs> Can they focus on the fishing next week? That's the real problem. It's a never-ending, isn't it? <laughs> Oh my god, sorry, can I just say New York, yeah, they have plant-based straws that that feel and look like plastic and it's fucking amazing. Like seriously, I've missed straws so much, <laughs> so much. I don't like metal straws, I just think they're no. anachronic. And paper straws just Can you eat them? No, no babe. <laughs> no, because you said plant-based, so biodegradable. Yeah, but I should have brought with me actually. But no. the thing is about when they do stuff like that, sometimes I'm like, is it though? Is it though? You know, like, um, what's that program that's on now? Dropout. The dropout. And then you find out that it's not real. <laughs> it's like, is it though? I actually don't like that show. I really <laughs> start watching it. I'm watching it. What's the dropout? What's the dropout? The dropout uh, is the one with Amanda Singfrey. Sing, oh, is she playing that woman that started the business or whatever? Yeah, yeah blood testing and she lied. Yeah, I mean, for crying out loud. Yeah, she got basically got away with it. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Again, another one. I yeah. don't, I just don't like she, she's up at She's up in trial at the moment, so she hasn't got away from me. Oh, like, really? still going for it. She's out on release. Like She's got married and had a baby, but the trial is still no. upcoming. So um, they've got... They've got the WeWork one as well. Up and yeah, I'm watching that. I'm not yeah, I'm upset. Watching that. I'm watching that. That's really good. I really enjoy it. Already insane. Wow. It's We Crashed, it's called. We Crashed. Um, well, I haven't seen that. And they've got one about Uber as well, but that, I, guess, I guess that's not a crashing one. It's just interesting the amount of white folks that are out there getting away with doing the most. Wow. Or doing the least, I should say. Or doing the <laughs> wow. Yes, there's this that. Is the thing. If you can, the thing is, you know what? They just don't tell kids, like, learn how to present. If you can present, yeah, if you can do a PowerPoint or sheet of what, what you like, presently or whatever it is, if you know how to put those together and present, you can just get so much money. Like, whether yes. it's like a career or investment and stuff, that's all you really, not all you need, but it's a it's a key skill, man. It's an absolute key skill. But yeah. No, it's very true. It's very true. It's like you put your child in drama class, not necessarily to be an actor, Mm-hmm. But it's actually the art of presenting and projecting your voice. Yeah. And yeah. That's all that. you really need it for. And just being charming. Mm-hmm. If you're able to get those bits into your pocket, yeah, it is yeah, true. That's that's really yeah. Good. 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 All right, Auntie Farah, let's go. Let's get warmed let's up. Go <laughs> this is so silly. We're going to do Would You Rather's. So, Would You Rather have skin that changes colour based on your emotions or tattoos that appear all over your body depicting what you did yesterday. Skin that changes colour with my emotions. I would love changing colour because I don't understand what would the tattoos look like and where would they be all over my face like me in bed. What does that mean? Or when you've had sex and you've got sexy... I don't understand. But what colour would I be now feeling ill? Would I be grey? Depending on what the colours. You'd be green. 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 Yeah. 
See, I think I'd have tattoos. <laughs> and I'll tell you why. Done. <laughs> it's the body. So I'm going to go by the word body. Yeah? Body. I can cover that up. Sometimes the mood I'm in, people don't, not everyone needs to know about it. I think we would all be better people if everyone knew exactly what we were in. Yeah, no, because you're dealing with. So if you could see that I'm maybe anxious or because we mask so much, you know what I mean? Or happy, sad, or angry. If you could have a visual signifier of that, then communication would be a hell of a lot. Sometimes your emotion is an irrational response. Yeah, it can be. But sometimes if you're having an irrational response, you need to work through that sometimes yeah, but you, can, you can leave a person alone if you can see that they're, they're, they're flashing red for example so it's not about well, what if you're both red yeah then you fight then you fight and when you didn't really need to because it's an irrational also the other thing is that i wonder different cultures have different signifying colors because not every color means the same in every country and every culture exactly so you red, can get yourself into real no. trouble yeah, and then what happens when you're red and you go into Compton? <laughs> I didn't hear you. Red when you go into Compton. Oh, into Compton. oh. <laughs> it's true. You can get yourself into some real trouble, and it's I'm just anxious. Yeah. So I still would. I think because it'd be easy. You don't have to talk and like how I'm feeling. So back away or come forth or whatever. But it'd be interesting to see how different countries... And if you're colourblind, what the hell then? Imagine you go for an interview, though. Yeah, if you're colourblind, you're effed. Imagine you go for an interview and you're feeling really nervous, yeah? And you've got anxiety about your interview and your colour is whatever colour it is. That might put off the person because sometimes you can feel like that inside, but you can project something else. So that might put off the person that's interviewing you. You you would also see what what they're dealing with. So I think, like... You would see what would be good if you could see people's biases. You know I was just about to say that if you could see racism, or like if it's racist, yeah. that's good. <laughs> what color is their racist, and what color would racism be? You can see, oh, right? That's a whole racist question in itself, isn't it? What I was going to say is that with the tattoo, because as far as body could be body, body, but that's torso. Body is the whole body. body. But body does include body. your head. It does. No, I'm just head. being. I'm saying body. So you're so saying. You're remixing the thing. I do what you normally do because you're yeah, sick. I'm taking over from you because you're ill. Yeah, this would really be you. <laughs> no, Sarah. But, 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 but what if? I, I, I don't talk like that. Um, go on to the next one, gal. <laughs> okay, next one. <clears throat> would you rather lose all of your friends but keep your BFF or lose your BFF and keep the rest of your friends? Then oh, it's Luke or your friends, but keep your BFF. Oh, mate. That's no, that's impossible. Nah. Yeah, I, I, I opt out. I'm sorry. It's not, it's not possible. <laughs> it's just simply not possible. <laughs> and what if your BFF is not your BFF? You know what I'm saying? If you imagine if your BFF's BFF isn't you. What? Exactly. Okay. Then you have oh, no your BFF, your favourite person. Favorite person might just yeah. lose one person and keep it the majority. Your best matter. friend, you're gonna lose your, your best friend. friend. So just one person, you lose Jessica. Lose the majority, yeah, that's just one Jessica. soul. Yeah, 
You would. And then there's, there's, and then there's six other souls. I, I'm, I, <laughs> one can go. I'm keeping the majority. I'm going to send her this video of you saying that shit. <laughs> <laughs> She'll watch it in Jamaica. She'll watch it. <laughs> Boy, I, I'm a Vanti Sade, and I know this is my question, but I opt out. <laughs> I'm not doing that. I opt out. I'm sorry. You had. What I will do is, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll remove myself. Yeah, remove that's what I'm <laughs> Oh, you're going to die, and everyone's... Okay. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah, no death. death. No one dies. Why are you there? I'll, I'll, I'll sacrifice. <laughs> yeah, I'll opt out. I'll opt out. That's it. That's impossible. Yeah, that's weird. I don't, I don't know. I don't really cast many people as friends, but the ones that I do have, like, I really like them, like, yeah. a lot. Yeah. Especially at this age. You know, you yeah. filter all the bullshit friends out. Imagine. If I was, like, Egypt's age, I think that would be easy. If I was, like, eight. You make new best friends all the time, don't you? Uh, eight years. Every week, you just go somewhere, you meet someone for the first time. That's my best friend. Okay, then. <laughs> <laughs> all right, next one. Last one. Would you rather be able to take back anything you say or hear any conversation that is about you? Uh, take back. I don't, what other people say about me is not my business. That so, one. Yeah. Like, so let me be able to take back things because actually I, sometimes I can be accused of lacking tact. So, yes, that would be definitely a great skill for me. <laughs> that was very tactful. Um, <laughs> but I'm 100% with you. Because I suffer from the same problem myself. So I'd rather be able to take back my talk on occasion. Because I don't care what you're going to say. What you're going to say, what you're going to say, and I don't care. But I'd rather yeah. be able to take back my talk. Yeah. Auntie Aiken. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, I think hear what people say about me. Really? The stress yeah. of the life about hearing that shit, though, man. Because then, because you know, you always yeah. Because I don't know. Because I, I feel like I, I think I don't think I'm ta I have that problem of saying things that needs to be taken back. I don't think so. Anyway, maybe. Mm. I'm, <laughs> no, as I'm saying, I don't know. Maybe that's not what I think. Mm. I think like, you know what people say about me. I, I say know. sometimes you should take back your talk. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I'd, I'd rather know what people say about me. Mm. Yeah. Okay. okay. Uh, I, I said it at the beginning. I oh. play this game fast, like how it's supposed to be played. <laughs> yeah, you do. You do. reason. That's what I was waiting for your reason. No, it's, it's, there, there really isn't anything. I don't. I what you said. I don't care what you what somebody's going to say about me. It means nothing. So I can only control myself. I'll take back my own chat. Yeah. All right. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. So, guys, I haven't said this for a while. I feel like I haven't done this show for ages, and I know I have. But anyway, <laughs> when you're listening to this show, when you're watching this show. Please leave your views, your comments, your likes, your, your celebrations of how brilliant we are, especially on Apple Podcasts and especially on Spotify. And engage with us, talk to us on our platforms, we're on Facebook, we're on YouTube. Just let us know you love us because we're aunties who love to be loved. I have one other thing in regard Oh my gosh, tell us, rewind. I see, this is where I need to take back my talk. <laughs> Let's go back. 
Let <laughs> no, 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 me add into the reviews. We're missing out a fundamental component. It is Samsung Podcast. We're at, they actually are our number two listenership. So they also need to leave us ratings and comments. Okay, Samsung. Samsung listeners. Is that <laughs> yes, Samsung listeners. I beg you, leave your comments and your happiness for us. Okay, Artifara, who are you welcoming to the family? I would like to welcome the wonderful, extraordinarily talented, amazing Jasmine Sullivan, who two Grammy Awards on Sunday show. Yes. One for Best R&B Performance for Pick Up Your Feelings and one for Best Album, which was Hotels. And I just absolutely love, love, love that album. Like, some of my favourite songs on that, I, I played it again and again. He lives with his mama, but I treat him like a king. Tune. That doesn't apply to anyone right now, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> In the past, it would have. <laughs> I just love the album and I just think she deserves all the flowers that she's getting. And I'm so glad that she is finally getting recognition because a lot, a, a big fan base for a long time, but it's like she was very underrated. And I'm just glad that people are recognizing and they better pick up their feelings while they do it. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. Well, welcome, Jasmine. Cousin Jasmine, welcome, 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 welcome. Okay, guys, now it's time for What Have You Heard? This is where we discuss the news stories that's got us talking and discussing. Auntie Sade, what have you heard? Okay, so it wasn't so much just what I heard. It was kind of like what I saw, what I experienced. <laughs> so basically, while I was in New York, me and my friend, India, big up India, we decided to go to a comedy show, Staten Island. <laughs> okay, there's a couple of things. And guys, you can ask me questions. And I'm, I'm sorry if this is going to be a little bit long. But yeah, it was very hood. I'm just going to spit it out there. First of all, it was really, really good. You didn't say the comedy show you went to. Oh, it was um, yeah. Monique and Friends, um, like April Fool's like celebration kind of thing. But yeah, it was on April 1st, the St. George Theatre. St. George okay. Theatre, I think. Monique obviously came out. And Monique, so let me just tell you a few things, yeah? I'm sorry, but I just need to just run it down real quick, yeah? But Monique, basically, it wasn't like she was doing a show. It was like she was doing a rant. It felt like a sermon. She came into the crowd and was, like, touching people and saying, you're my family, you're my family and stuff. It was just all quite bizarre. Um, but also still entertaining. And then she just started spilling the tea. She was like that what did she call she called tyler a coon she implied that will smith is not being honest about his sexuality she implied that she didn't actually say the words but she alluded to the fact of like she herself being bi and she done a whole story about her uncle tina which is her aunt i think kind of being was a lesbian was by her that's the phrase that she used I'm just quoting but she talked about that but then she said her and her husband are but they're both the same so it was just like huh are you saying they're both quite I don't know but she was alluding uh to that kind of thing but also do what you're doing and then she yeah she like was wrapping it up and then she started talking about she mentioned Oprah as well and then she started talking about apologies and then she brought out Lee Daniels so this was just like so when we were sitting down I saw a post you're scrolling from uh the great 
great that, that grape juice about her and Lee doing um, a film together. So I was just like, oh, look at this. This is interesting. Never in a million years did I think Lee Daniels would be in the building. So then she brought him out and he basically gave her a big old hug and everything that uh, the audience went crazy because this is the first time that she's had like a proper public apology. And he apologized, although his pants were like, under his bum it was just really weird but anyway like he apologized he said he was like so sorry the way he treated her that he got caught up yes do the clip yes okay playing the clip now a long time to realize i am so sorry for hurting you in any way that i do Y'all, she was my best friend. Y'all think that Precious was just, that wasn't, that was God working through both of us. And we gonna fucking do it again. I love you, I love you, I love you. I love you, Staten Island. We love y'all. So yeah, so it was a mo definitely a moment for her, like feeling, because the thing about Monique, that part of her, what she talks about is that she always tells the truth. Like she may be loud and ratchet and uncouth and not have class and all of these kind of stuff, but she always tells the truth. And this was like, her being vindicated really do you know what I mean and as a result like I posted it on Twitter and it got picked up by the shade room probably in a matter of minutes is <laughs> they are masters I don't know but in a matter of minutes also went on Hollywood uh, Reporter oh, yeah. and a couple other publications and even The Real reached out. I don't know what's going to happen with that as well kind of thing. But this was just like a moment, right? Because a lot of people in the community, they know what Monique has been through in terms of her talking about being blacklisted by Oprah and Tyler Perry and Lee and a few other people too. So it was just a bit of kind of, cultural history happening so <laughs> all that to say all that to get your opinions on this so what do you guys think about this do you think this kind of this works because it's 13 years after the incident do you think this works and did you ever at any point doubt that monique was telling the truth firstly 50 cent also has reposted your footage fyi yeah. It's on 50's page. You need like everyone out there, you need to pay Auntie Sade for use. And Auntie Sade, next time when you put stuff out, you need a watermark. Actually, I have cash out. It's Sade S Salami. So if you want to send me money, please do that. You should actually respond to 50 and say, hey Philly, this is my video. Green light. But anyway, yeah, I think it was definitely a moment. It, it's been one that has, I think, been coming because more and more people have been talking about it. He's been very open about it. And they do say that 50 is the godfather. So what he says goes, I'm very interested to see Oprah's response. We probably won't see it, but I'd like to know what her relationship with Lee Daniels is like now. Because he's basically come out and said that we were wrong. Or I was wrong. And he was part of that whole thing with Oprah and Tyler Perry. 
And if part of the thing was that Monique was out there saying stuff about Tyler Perry and then Lee Daniels comes out, it's where do your allegiances lie now? So I'm, I'm pretty interested in that story. Are we going to see her on Oprah's sit-down talk with all three of them and they sit down and talk about what happened? Does Oprah ever actually admit when she's done anything? I don't think that she does. Oprah, I love you, by the way. Allegedly, she doesn't say anything. Again, Oprah, I love you. So I don't know. I was just more intrigued by the response that the video got. Like, that shit went viral. And as you said, Auntie Charlotte, it went viral very quickly. I've seen it on so many different people's pages. And I'm just like, I want to comment on them all and say, No, I believed Monique. I think we've discussed it at one stage when she came out again gunning them. And we spoke, to, we spoke about it last year. So I definitely have always been on her side. I definitely think this has a lot to do with 50 Cent bringing her back and being like, we're going to put her back on. And I'm hopeful that Oprah is going to come round. Tyler Perry already said to her that he would do a public apology, then went back on it. And I feel like he probably will do that sooner or later as well. I think she's going to get an apology from everybody and she'll get to where she's always meant to be in, in due course as well. I'm happy for her. I'm really happy for her. And I hope she wins the case against Netflix as well. And everything where she was put in a box that this woman is problematic comes back round and she gets her just desserts that all she did was tell the truth and stick by her convictions. And that paid off. I hope that happens for her. Same. I was having a sneezing fit. Okay, cool. Yeah, I agree. I was always, um, <laughs> I've always been a fan of Monique. She, I, like one of my favorite comedians. Um, the whole debacle was mad. Yeah, I believed her. I, the Netflix conversation, I think there was some nuances to it. But again, yeah, get your just desserts. There's no reason for a woman to be blackballed in this industry at this. And the fact that she is talented, she is funny. It's not even like she's not talented. And I like the fact that she went up against the um, establishment, as it were, even though it does include the much revered Oprah Winfrey. But I'd like to see what Oprah done because it wasn't just that black pressure stuff. Remember Monique had that issue that when she had a conversation about her on her show, and was it that she went back and spoke to people that weren't like her, family. her mother, her family yeah. who she said yes. that abused her, mm-hmm. but yet Oprah's people, whether it was Oprah directly in t- directing them to do that, they went back and invited them on and continued to come have that conversation. And if someone talks about abuse and not wanting those people in their life and someone like Oprah, who's spoken openly about mm-hmm. her abuse, that was a bit murky to me. So I'd love for Oprah to explain that and apologize to Monique for that primarily. And if the rest of the stuff, will fall down you know accordingly everyone is everyone owes her apology and the fact that lee said that we were best friends that's a big thing like your friend dished you like that and rallied round and to get you blackballed maybe thinking he's running with the big people so maybe he thought he was too nice and then now maybe he's realized that doesn't work like that because you never know what is his intention now he's talking about i want to work with monique and now i'm back to being best friends with monique i hope monique's i'm sure she has put him through the ringer of what friendship is because you were so quick to drop me for these other people. Did you think that you were, you know how it goes, you think you're in the industry, maybe you think you're too big, now Precious is getting all the attention and you, other people are easily disposed of when you're running with the big boys, with Oprah's and the Tyler's, and then you realise actually maybe he's realised that it's not all that glitters isn't gold, but now you're coming back to truth and back to self and back to your foundation. I hope she challenges him on, challenges him on that and that he understands where he stands with her. There was something else I was going to say as well. Shoot. 
and but what I didn't like about this whole conversation as well is the fact that it says that Monique replaces Octavia Spencer in, in, in Lee Daniels' new project. There's no need for that because that implies that Octavia Spencer isn't worthy or something, and or Monique's better. It shouldn't be that. It should just literally be Lee Daniels and Monique are going to work together on a new project. And maybe later on, it could be like there are people in the room, there are people up for consideration, but there's no need for that headline. I don't like that headline going out there because that just causes implies more nonsense. It could be yeah, it's trying to pit one against the other, isn't it? Yeah, and Octavia could be fine. It could be fine. It could be all be part part of the PR machine as well. We also don't have to not forget that all this feeds into the big, massive PR machine. I wish everybody well. Ati Shade, and then we get the comments. Yeah. I think I love an underdog. I really do. And I, I can't say that. I don't think that some things that Monique says are problematic because they are to me. But she is an underdog kind of thing. And she's come out, she's come through this, which is great. And also, I think it's it's symbolic of, like you're saying, like challenging the status quo, because I feel like in this industry and across actually all what we do, sometimes we can get in the court caught up in oh don't burn bridges even when people do you wrong and I just love the fact that Monique and her husband were just like, you know what fuck you guys really and truly like you said it was going to be this it's not that so fuck all of you really and truly kind of thing and I'm going to call you out for what you did and she they didn't hold back and they've kept it up for this amount of time which is for I think we're surrounded by people who are like like people pleasers and don't want to rock the boat and do you know what I mean so that kind of like really shows a, a, a strength and a resilience which I, I think that she symbolizes in doing this so I think yeah I think it's definitely like a good thing I did believe her I've always believed her because people do shady shit all the time we see it do you know what I mean so there was no reason for me not to believe her I, I just think though I don't know if her getting, I don't know, just Jews now maybe is going to change anything in terms of how things work. Do you know what I mean? That's what, I don't know if there's going to be any revolution there in that sense, but yeah. I think it's, it is, a, as you said, it's a testament to going up against the, in, this, the industry and sometimes we create the beast, we create the monster. We do, a lot of us do the work for the brainwash. They don't have to do much. Like we say that about white folks, sometimes we're like, we create this, like the man, if you go up against the man and you're done for, when actually, if we just actually rally together and present a best foot forward, we actually can go against the man and it does. the man doesn't always win. So sometimes that whole thing, oh God, you can't say nothing about Oprah because your whole life will crumble. It might not be that. So she's actually shown, but also we, we also have to take it on face value. We don't know what goes on behind the scenes. That's one thing, 50 Cent even talking, we don't know the depths of what happened. We don't know who's had to, we don't know what's happened. We just don't know. And that's part of feeding into the whole mystery machine. We don't know what conversations have had. We don't know who's had to capitulate in a certain way, who's had losses, who's had gains, what deals have been made in order for this to happen. There could be so much, or it could just literally be, you know what, Monique, I'm sorry, I took it too far and it's done. We just don't know. So as the people on the ground, we just have to take it as some sort of possibly inspiration that you don't always have to follow the the national rule. You can go against the grain and it can work for you, but also be very wary that these people have different setups that we don't know about. Hollywood's a different industry that we don't know about. So and can, we, can I just also add as well, like for me, I think apologies go a long way. Like Absolutely. seriously, I know that some people just don't really, because you can just say it and not mean it or whatever kind of thing. But I do personally, I just think you should take the effort to do it. Do you know what I mean? And I think it just, it does 
it can mean something. So yeah, more let's people apologise. Let's get the comments. I don't know whose turn it is. It's been a while. Hey, everybody. We've had lots of comments as well. Hello to everybody. Hi, guys. Everybody's saying hello to us. And I will start with Victoria says, we need Uncle Will to slap Uncle Lee. Rowena says 13 years. Wow. Yeah, 13 years is a long time. Um, Victoria says, I believe Monique. But black women are never given the benefit of the doubt. And stories like that are so frequent because people know that they can throw black women under the bus and few people will rush to their defense. T Smith says, Daniels with his batty crease out was very traumatizing for me. That's always traumatizing. (laughs) Um, Ronald says, I never thought that Monique was totally blameless. Has she apologized to anyone? Interesting. Shelly Osborne says, oh, Auntie AK, you're suffering. Get well soon. Thank you. And Marina says, on reflection, no, sorry. Is this reflection an apology from Daniels driven by the current social media call-out culture? Would they have done the same thing to her today? As Victoria says, Uncle Lee has not had that many hits recently. Maybe he is atoning because the karma is real. That's a very real one. I'm just going to do one more. And Ronald says Octavia dropped out of the project because of a scheduling conflict. I also just to say T Smith said I could never trust someone like that who claims to be my best friend only to step back and have the audacity to assume I'd be quick to to quick to forgive. So there's the thing about friendship. We talk about best friends and losing a best friend for main friends and all that type of stuff. And yeah, the fact that it's a scheduling conflict, then rather than saying that Monique replaced Octavia, say that. And or it doesn't need to be that kind of quick, sensationalist headline. But yeah, it's, and as I think whoever said that, is it because he's having not a great run of things that now he's like, okay, let me see who my friends are. Like I said, like, you're turning back to the fold when shit doesn't work out. Would you forgive someone, though, if they'd done this to you? Would you forgive them? I'd want them to apologise like he's done, but then I would keep him at arm's length. Yeah. Mm. I think I'd have to and navigate far enough away at the same yeah. time. You'd have to really be a real, because the fact that he said that she was my best friend, they were best friends, a lot of stuff that best friendship involves, and if it has been years and years, and like I said, we don't know all the ins and outs of the conversation behind the scenes, but it'd be a lot to just say, I'll never speak to you again, but it's a lot to rebuild that trust, and what that person has to really prove themselves. And what, can it be the same, or can it be a fresh start and we rebuild in a new space where Monique's been through a lot. Sometimes when you go through shit and that person goes through shit, you can come together as new people and that actually works. So what you went through, possibly, though it was horrible, might have been necessary for the new turn of your relationship. Possibly, but I feel like I would never fully trust that person ever again because he threw her under the bus differently. Absolutely. Absolutely. 100% like what you're saying, we don't know everything that happened behind the scenes, but we know what happened in front of them. To our faces, yeah. You know what I mean? So for those reasons, I know... I would forgive, but I'm not going to forget. So I'm at arm's length. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. I would definitely forgive them, depending on the scale of their apology. Yeah, that's what it is. Really feel that they they really do. They know what they did to me, and they repent for that. That would be the for me to bring them out on stage. We would have had that conversation. So I know that you are about to do the repentance that needs to happen. And I'm going to will you out consistently so that you keep on reaffirming that. And I want you to also be a bridge to all of the other people that you blackballed me with. 
Like calling me up and being like, you're blackballed is not enough because then you stop talking to me too. So it's like, he has to do a lot of atoning for me to fully be invested in the forgiveness, but I would allow it to take place. And money needs to flow my way and I need to get my say that next. So I'm good. all of the money from the yeah. That's what I meant about behind the scenes because you don't know the conversation, the extent of the conversation before they got to the point of being on stage. That's what we don't know, like how many conversations, how many phone calls, who actually brokered the conversation? How did that come about? How many teas and lunches and breakfasts and dinners and conversations have they had before they got to this stage point here? And now they're doing deals and stuff. So, we'll I, I, think, I think I would hear the apology but I probably wouldn't forgive. Like, I'm not, I just don't think that you have to, but I would definitely need the apology though. Apology and actions going forward. Because sometimes, you, no matter what, there are people that you just like and you just get on with. So that's the part where there's a reality, like no matter what, sometimes the shit that you go through can make your relationship stronger, but you have to not, you have to be smart and not expect a lot of stuff. But sometimes you just get on with that person. And in an industry like that, maybe those people are few and far between. I think read Monica's response to what we're talking about friendships. Okay, so Monica says, I'd like to think I'd forgive them. If I feel like I miss our dynamic, then there's a chance I would work on the relationship, hoping it would mend. It might even end up being stronger before the fallout. All right, let's move on. So Auntie AK, what have you heard? Well, one thing I was really mad about was missing the conversation last week because I was at the RTS Television Awards. And I really wanted to get stuck into the Will Smith camp conversation, even though it had pissed me off that there was too much conversation about it. The think pieces, the opinions were driving me up the wall. It just pissed me off. But I also wanted to have my point to say about it. So hypocrisy all the way around. But anyway, the new news is the update is that Will Smith has now resigned from the Academy over the, the infamous Chris Rockgate, him slapping him at the uh, 94th Academy Awards. So he's resigned and the Academy has accepted his resignation and we will move forward with further disciplinary proceedings. We don't know what those proceedings will be. At the moment, it's not sure if he'll lose his um, Best Actor Award for King Richard. But at the moment, he's no longer a member of the um, Academy. And all this actually means that he doesn't get to vote. And I guess there's a bit of privileges that come with being an Academy member. But it's also something I don't know if Will Smith has to pay, but it's not also a free membership either. So there's that. The other extent of what's happened is that his current projects, I think there's Bad Boys 4, that has been paused and a couple of other projects that he's been working on have been paused. So I wanted to find the balance. Is the resignation from the Academy and some such okay? Is that enough? Should he have more? And then is his projects being put on hold? Is that too much? I wanted to get you lots of opinion. Auntie Nana. I think the apology was, the apology and the resignation was a good move on his part just be like, I'm really sorry for it. And I am going to spank myself before you guys spank me. I think that's fair. I, so the pausing, I don't think it's like a punishment. I really think this is from him. I think he's taken, he's taken time out. And I think he should take time out to speak to whoever it is that they plan to do this shit with. Like they need to re-strategize because maybe it hasn't worked out the way he thought it was going to work. So I don't think it's a punishment. I really do think he more so is I need to hang back and I can't just run into being on set for things or being in meetings. I have to present myself like I'm having a breakdown. And so I have to stay away from things. I, I think this is all a ruse, really. It's pantomime. Artie Shade. 
Okay, so I agree with Auntie Nana. I'm definitely more in that camp in terms of this is perfect planning as well. So, of course, because it's almost like he needs to be seen as doing as much as possible so he keeps the Oscar. Do you know what I mean? Or they're saying the disciplinary proceedings haven't finished and all that kind of stuff. So I'm definitely in that, that camp. But I think him apologising is enough. I don't even think, on a human level, I think, yeah, he had a moment of madness and he's sorry, but he was provoked. So I, I get it. And I'm sick of I'm sick of all these people. So like Jim Carrey, Paula Abdul, Sherry Shepard. Shut up. What are you talking about? That they're, they're appalled and scared to perform and all this kind of... Get out of here, man. Just They, they should go and look at their own records before they start chatting. Do you know exactly. You know, seriously. So I, I just think that this is, I can't ignore the fact that Will, although he's big in Hollywood, he's still a black man. And the historical kind of like context of white people trying to punish black people for things, it's there. This is exactly what's happening. We've had people do worse things, not even just, but just in day-to-day life, like to people, to their colleagues. In fact, and they didn't have the same kind of punishment. So I just don't, I think this is unfair to Will, to be honest. I still want to hear what Chris is saying. I still don't know what Chris is saying right now. So yeah, that's why I'm moving. bro. Yeah, I was off sick last week, so I didn't get to comment as well. And if I had commented, I would have said that I'm conflicted. And I'm conflicted because I totally understand why Will Smith felt that he had to slap Chris Rock. But I'm conflicted because he shouldn't have slapped him. No one wants, there's a few things with a slap as well. To slap a man rather than punch a man is quite emasculating, isn't it? You're gonna slap a man. That's quite emasculating. So there's that. And then to do it in a public forum, such as the Oscars, when you know that the other person can't really react it's also it's techie but like i said like chris rock has said in the past i wouldn't hit somebody but i'd shake the shit out of them <laughs> that's one of that's one of his own lines and 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 that's why i understand why will felt the need and i think it was a build-up of a lot of different if you've watched him and you've seen the interviews that he's been on. I was quite uncomfortable with the interview that he did with Gail. I was quite uncomfortable watching that interview when he was like, there's nothing wrong with my relationship. There's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong. It seems like he's convincing himself. I, I, I don't know. Like, So I feel like he's been the butt of a joke. Him and Jada have been the butt of everyone's joke for a long time. And that was just one joke that he couldn't take. It. I don't think the joke was funny. I don't think it was appropriate. Chris Rock is now saying that he didn't know what allegedly, allegedly, because also there's a whole thing of has he actually commented, but allegedly Chris Rock is saying that he wasn't aware, I don't know, but because he hasn't commented officially, we don't even know if we can take that as gospel, but you don't go up to someone and slap someone, because you don't, I'm sorry, because if someone came up to me and slapped me in the face, I'm fighting him and I don't care where I am, you're not putting hands on me, whether or not you felt that it was warranted, because what I feel like if he had just sat in his chair and said the bits that came after, it would have been handled differently. However, we move on from that now. Do I think that he should give back his Oscar? No, I don't. 
And the reason why I don't think that he should give back his Oscar, because there's many men out there who has done much worse and their Oscars have not been taken from them. Harvey Weinstein is rotting in a jail cell right now with his old, decrepit, disgusting self. And man still got over however many Oscars. They haven't taken it back. What they've done is they revoked his voting rights. Roman Polanski pleaded guilty to molesting a 13-year-old. He still got his Oscar. And I'm sorry, sexual crime is much worse to me than you slapping a man in his face. I'm not saying either of them are right, but if you're a molester, to me, you should have all, everything cut off from you. I said when I heard it, I think that he jumped before he was pushed, which was a smart move for him because it shows that he's repenting or he's trying to repent. Should he be cancelled from Hollywood? No, he shouldn't be cancelled. Do I want to hear what Chris Rock has got to say? I do, but Chris Rock is probably dealing with some things as well because he's probably like, I really shouldn't have said that. But then the footage of him talking about being bullied in the past and it's humiliating, as I said before. It's emasculating for you to get slapped in the face. Mm -hmm. So I have mixed emotions about it all. Yeah, and that's that. Yeah, I, I think, yeah, resign, take a break, take a pause, take a minute and really figure it out, figure out what it is, how you want to present Will Smith to the world going forward. I, Auntie Farah and I were at the Oscars. What do you want to say, Auntie Farah? Sorry, I forgot to say one thing. Jim Carrey. Now, this is the thing that I found interesting. You want to go on TV and you want to talk about how you're disgusted by what happened and you're, you're offended and all of this shit. But it's all right for you to go up and start grabbing girls and kissing them yeah. against their will. How many times has that happened? Right. Halle Berry said when, I can't remember the guy who won the Oscar now, when he came up and actually groped her and started kissing her, she was like, what the fuck is going on? She's on record as saying that. Do you want to know what I really thought? That's what I thought. If you watch when Jim Carrey took his, I think it was an MTV award and he got it from... Elise, isn't it Alicia Silverstone? Right? Mm -hmm. When he got it from, if you look at her face, her face is, what are you doing, bruv? You cannot violate somebody in that way and then have something to say. Like you said, Auntie Shade, what's your record? Because that's not good either. You can't do mm. them things. We were at the Oscars um, party in London. And so it was in the moment, it was very shocking. I was very confused and emotionally deranged from it, emotionally damaged from it for in the moment. But I was so confused. So it was very, and I think it was one thing I don't like is being played. So I couldn't like, it was just a joke. Are we being manipulated? And I think that's why I, I couldn't bear all the conversation about it. Because one thing I do hate is having a good old deep conversation only to be like, ah, I was joking or that person was lying and all that. It was just all jokes or whatever. I definitely, uh, uh, oh God, there's so much to explore. And I don't want to repeat because you guys talked about it last week. But I definitely think the biggest main thing is that we'll take a moment, take a pause and come back as the person you need to be. There's been lots of rumours about his sexuality. There's been lots of rumours about him and Jada's um, relationship. And I don't know, we just don't know if those are contributing factors to people not living their truths. If, I feel like if there's any truth to be had about his lifestyle, who he is, I would love for this rebirth, this revamp, this re-evolution, this reintroduction of Will Smith to be that, just live your truth because you're not gonna, you can't hold on to these secrets and lies if there is in fact secrets and lies. I think this is what, if it is that, it's contributing to the whole problem. And I think the pressure of being the most perfectly loved actor in the world is pressure. It's a lot to live up to. And actually now he's, they're exposing themselves. Jada's moving into her space as a commentator and a, a presenter and a host. 
Will's being more visible on social media and being like, his, all his social media posts are pretty much perfect. And like Beyonce says, you aspire to have that level of ingenuity and technology and development when it comes to your posts. Will Smith is at the top of his game. So I think right now, the pressure to be the perfect person, it's too much. So he needs to go away and have a think. Um, I don't think he should lose his Oscar. I don't think his project should be poured by anyone else but him. And I definitely think it is something um, that he needs to atone with his um, fellow castmates. What's Martin Lawrence saying? Bad Boys 4. That's Martin Lawrence's biggest vehicle right now. You've got to talk to him about that. Make sure that all those people that are going to be damaged by the pausing are happy and compensated where needs to be compensated and all that type of stuff. Chris Rock. It's all going to be in his shows, isn't it? I want to go to his show and see what he says. No, but I also, yeah, I also don't want to talk. I don't want him to talk about it. It's something about me. Like, just move on. Something about this moment. I want everyone to move on from it. Whether it's real, whether it's fake, whether it's this. I just want it to be a blip, deleted blip. In I don't know why it troubles me so. I want it to be gone. I want it to be forgotten. Mm. It's, it's I think weird. it's that, that thing about family fighting in public, isn't it? Yeah. It's that. But as um, Chris Rock, sorry to interrupt you just quickly. He The first show that he did after this, he said, I'm not talking about it. He said, if you've come to see... If you come to hear me talk about that, you're not going to hear me talk about that. I had a whole set written before Sunday, and that's what I'm going to do. Yeah, that's what I, I like that idea. I like I the Chip v Stormzy, and Stormzy didn't rise to the bait. I want Chris Rock to do that too. I would like to see him reflect. Do you know what I mean? And actually, up to his heart in this. Because it's not just one-sided. Chris, oh sorry, yeah, Chris isn't really being given space to be a victim at the moment. Because, like, I don't think he's fairly being given that space. But also as well, like, it was a low blow. Whether he knew she had alopecia or not, it was a, knowing what he's done, his work, good hair and stuff, what he claims he did, putting black women on, being in the industry, working with Jada, do you know what I mean? And that kind of thing. It was a low blow. You know what I mean? You have to, the same rules apply. As much as Will has done something to Chris on a public a forum space in front of the world watching, Chris done that same violence in the violent family to Jada. That, that's what he's done. Do you know what I mean? So why should her, her be any less? And also what I don't like is this narrative like, oh, oh, Jada was laughing, or Jada's it, do you know what I mean? Or Jada's the cause and all this. No, this is this is not about her. No, I, I, I do sound what, what, by what I say, and I, I do mean this to my core. If you're going to run your mouth, like, you've got to be prepared for the repercussions for it. Whether it's right or wrong, you've got to know that some people out there, there's some people that will be cool. There were some people that are going to punch you in your face or slap you in your face or whatever. Like, it's just, it's, violence shouldn't be the answer. It shouldn't be. But that's not the world that we live in. And because you're Especially, doesn't doesn't mean that you can't get hit. It doesn't mean that. So uh, um, it was a low blow. And maybe it was a, maybe it will be a bit of a wake up call for him as well, kind of thing. Just to know, like, you can't just chat about black women like that and think that it's okay. It's not okay. Yeah. It's not. There's a couple of things with that for me as well. There's always this thing about it's all right because it's comedy. It's not all right because it's comedy. You should still be careful of what you're saying. Yeah. Because it can really offend and hurt people. So there's that. 
then it's the whole thing about all these people coming out and saying they don't combine, condone violence. But the Oscars have awarded how many violent films? You can't say you don't condone violence and then you celebrate it on the next hand. And I know it's Whoa. some of it's real and some of it's fiction. Like, it, precisely, you've got Joe Biden sending fucking weapons to Ukraine so that they can carry out can carry on with the war. Like, you can't you, you can't say one thing on one hand and say something else on the other. You've got to speak from your chest and and be honourable in what you're saying. Yeah, it's all fucking crazy to me. Tiffany Haddish said something good when she was interviewed. She highlighted the fact that what Chris Rock's joke reminded her of is that when she was in school, that's like a diss that used to say to women. So it's yep. not just that he was like poking fun at you. could do It was a diss. He was dissing her. And down a peg. It's to, okay, yeah, your beauty has a time limit. It's conditional just to actually make her less feminine. So we're all talking about emasculating Chris, but it's, I don't know what the female version of that is called, but that's what he's doing to her. He's taking away her feminine, femininity on a public, uh, on, on a global public scale. Like, how dare you? How, anyway. And also as well, Chris, he has, everyone is different. He could have responded that in a very different way. He could have punched him. He could have hurt him. He could have done something. He's, the way he is, he didn't. But another man or another girl would deal with it differently. So every action... <laughs> what I will say is, sorry, we're going to have to wrap this up, but what I found funny was the fact that they, the reports that came back afterwards and it was like they were saying they wanted Will to leave, but he refused. <laughs> I thought... If that was someone else, like Jay-Z was in the audience, imagine if someone had said something about Beyonce. Not that they would. But imagine if someone had said something, yeah, and Jay-Z got up and got a punch someone or slapped them. They're, they're going to try to remove him publicly. It just, it made me laugh that Will Smith is there saying, I ain't going. I'm not going nowhere. What are you going to do? They just had to suck it up. But then apparently, again, allegedly, Chris Rock said... He doesn't want him to be removed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that generally wasn't, apparently wasn't true either. Who knows? But let's get yeah. the Lots of alleged. <laughs> okay. I'll start with Ashanti Yams. There's lots of comments. I'm not going to be able to get through to all of the comments that have come through. But um, Ashanti Yams says, I reckon Will Smith has much bigger plans. He had issues with the Academy for years. So this incident presented an opportunity to break ties. Victoria Thomas says Netflix also pulled his film and the way people are coming at him is classic. They did not like him, but had to put up with him. So now they have an excuse and they are all sticking the knife in. Uh, Sharona says maybe Oscars did plan this. There's a way to pay back for Oscars so white and the boycott. Teach them blackies a lesson. <laughs> uh, Marina says, why do you think he's being piled onto by other Hollywood celebs? I guess earlier on, somebody answered that. And T Smith says, Will versus Chris. I feel that the studio is waiting for the intensity of it to all die down. And why put it on pause and not cancel it? Sonia says, the apology and the resignation were probably suggested by his PR agents by way of damage limitations and probably don't take the os probably don't take the Oscar, but ban him from future events. Unpopular opinion, but I also think him suddenly claiming he was jumping to his wife's defence also has PR firm putting a spin on it as well. All righty. Yeah. yeah, I think definitely 
Chris needs to contemplate. And I definitely agree. Comedians can't get away with it. It's just comedy. I definitely think that's a lazy excuse. And definitely you have to be able to deal with the repercussions. I think I'll add one thing. I haven't just popped in my mind. I haven't heard anybody discussing this. That it was produced by Will Packer, a black man. First time this ever happened before as well. You had the female trio actually hosting the event. First time that's ever happened. And then this takes place. I just don't feel like it's quite a coincidence that you have this kerfuffle on the same time that you had such a diverse Oscars. Also had the highest ratings in the ethnic community, allegedly. That's one It's around the world. It's around the yeah. world. This is one of the m- most popular ones. But I just feel that come next year, I think it will go back to how it's been. And I just feel that there's something in that, that you have this kerfuffle when it's been so black. And there are forces that don't want any of us to have that type of representation. For Absolutely. Whatever. I think, See, I think, we gave them a chance and they fucked it up. I don't, I, the, only, the only thing about that is I think it's like where we've come to from Oscars So White and all that type of stuff, I don't know if I can label this all on, okay, because it, it wasn't a very black Oscars. We've had, they've been rolling out black presenters and black people on the Oscars for a, few, a while now since Oscars So White. This wasn't like necessarily to say the blackest. It, and I, it's interesting that people are claiming. I think, I think it was, it was definitely, sorry to cut you, but there's definitely something I saw that was, it's about the people behind the scenes that's made it the most diverse oh, that it's ever yeah. been. So there's definitely a push for diversity effort in terms of the crew and producers yeah. and all of that kind of stuff that has been the blackest ever, basically. But I, but I just, I don't know if they can get away with, okay, because this happened, then we're, not gonna, we're just going to whiteify it. I just don't think that could work. I'm not saying that's not a, a mindset or a thought process, but it's just would be very difficult how far we've come in the industry as black people and the way that Oscars and BAFTAs and other award shows have been criticised for their lack of representation. I don't think it's as easy as that they could switch it off and it's going to be an all-white show. It could, uh, because at the end of the day, we also have to remember, we've been going to the Oscars for as long as they've allowed us, because remember there was segregation back in the Hackney McDonald era and beyond, before I should say, but we have been going to the Oscars and this is the first time something like this has happened. It's significant that it's black people and there was black people, more black people behind the scenes and stuff like that. But also we've been going to the Oscars and shit hasn't happened. Other shit has happened. So it's an interesting co- moment of coincidence. I don't know what that- kind of backed up my point. It's the it's the steps forward that you take. And when it comes, when somebody else is thinking, actually, if we allow this to keep on going, how much further does it go? And that's when usually you start seeing the kiboshing coming in. It's not that they stop it all the time because you you need to allow some type of progression, but it's always at their measuring stick. It's always at when the time is right, when the time is right. Maybe next? So what do you think happens next? Right. Sorry, so what do you, what do you think happens next? I, I don't think another black producer is going to have that job for a very long time now. And I think those are the things that happens. It's And how was it managed? And then the debriefing takes place. And it's actually, we should go back to putting in old man Smith because this never happened when Smith was running. The, it's all of those types of shuffles that take place for another five years. We can keep them at bay because they had their moment and look at what happened. I, 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 agree. I, I, I 100% agree because it's just, just if, if, if things don't, People get scared, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? It's really easy to trade off the fear of this kind of thing. And if it's the worst thing that's happened, well, inverted commas, because it mm. really 
than the worst thing that's happened. Um, I'm not saying it's not bad, but it's not the worst. Yeah, it's just, they will take the money away. They will take the opportunities away. And it also, that's the easiest thing for them to do. You know what I mean? And it's justified. Why would it not be? All right. We'll show, we shall see. Auntie Farah, what have you heard? Okie dokie. Let me just bring up my ish. So my story is about Channel 4 and the privatisation of the broadcast, the network, the channel rather, is to go ahead. The government have now said that they're going to go ahead with the privatisation of Channel 4. So for those of you that don't know, the Channel 4 is owned by the government, but it is a public company and it basically all the money that it makes from commercials gets fed directly back into the channel. So it's not as though it's funded in the same way that BBC is by the licence payers privatization of the channel the government are saying it would allow for more jobs and the culture secretary has stated that the proceeds from the sale would be reinvested into independent production delivering a creative dividend for all now naysayers of the sale are basically saying that it will stop commercial output because channel four is known as very cultural not cultural but i suppose it, it has more diverse programming then BBC One, Two, and those sorts of channels. And it, it has a long-standing relationship with lots of independent production companies who are able to put out a lot of things that they wouldn't necessarily be able to on other channels. So there is a fear that once it's privatised, that will all stop and it will become a lot more rigid, depending on where it is, who is who buys it, and it will be open for all to buy it. So it could end up with what's his name from Rupert Murdoch and all that gang could buy it if they it's whoever the highest seller is so I just wanted to get your thoughts about it because it just seems like the government are really trying to go down this privatization route for lots of things they've already done it to Royal Mail they've done it to British Gas they've done it to they've done it to what's the other one the trains and all of that stuff so I just wanted to get your thoughts because this is same similar to what's going on with the NHS what are they doing do you think the Tories are trying to sell off all the assets before they get kicked out so that their pockets are lined? Or do you think it might be a good thing for Channel 4? Auntie, shut up. I don't believe that when the Tories want to sell something, that's ever a good thing. I don't quite know, <laughs> personally, but I don't trust them, no. I think actually also as well, to be honest, this was a surprise to me. And maybe it's just my ignorance and stuff. But I thought, I, I didn't realise that it wasn't private anyway. Do you know what I mean? Like, I like, because they're not running the same way, like Channel 3 and 4 are not running the same way as the BBC in terms of, like, literally getting taxpayers' money, do you know what I mean, to pay for the channels. Like, they have a commercial entity. So I thought it was, I didn't know that the government still had a hand in whether it's the organization or whatever of the the channels so I, do, I i wasn't understanding that yeah but no i don't trust them in short auntie dada i i had similar thoughts as auntie shade i didn't know until looking into it because i thought that it was already a private entity and then realized that actually like the main channels that we have so all five of them other than the bbc they are actually under the government's, like they control it. So there's there's certain things that you have to put on, even though it's not going to be commercially viable. And so that makes a more rounded television experience for the whole country. 
and not the thing that the five channels are under at this moment, but to put channel four to being privatized, then it becomes a commercial channel. And so we could just be fed with a diet of literally like reality TV shows. They're cheap to produce. You get lots of people watching it, but it's not reflective on anything in society and doesn't help anybody. They did conduct some studies I saw looking into this. Ofcom did a couple of years ago. I didn't see it. I don't know who the sample is, but it's like the majority of people in the study were like actually cultural shows, anything with history and programs tailored to kids that are educational and well-rounded were at the lowest priority according to this data that they got. But data can be fabricated in any way that you need it to be. But that's what the government are using to say we have this information from the population and at this moment we think it would make more sense that we sell off Channel 4. I would prefer that they sold Channel 5 because what's on Channel 5 is full of shit. Nobody watches that shit. It's all about benefits, (laughs) people, getting surgery. It's It's the most ridiculous channel ever. Channel 5 could have... Allegedly. Allegedly. In my opinion, Channel 5 is a shit channel. But Channel 4 actually really does produce really good programming and is a credit to our society. It's like, that shouldn't be sold. But is that beneficial to anybody? It only benefits one type of person that's going to be making money. And none of this sale was going to go back into the arts. It's not. Over a billion, the channel is worth. If anything... Exactly. People are going to probably get a fund of maybe 100,000 to pull from, but it's not, or a million at the most. But it's not a billion going into the arts in this country would be phenomenal, would be rivaling so many different industries that you, we all know that probably is not going to happen. So this is a farce. And what do we expect from the Conservatives, really? Yeah, you guys pretty much said it. I don't. As you guys have said, government selling something on for their gain is probably one of their cronies and all that type of stuff. We don't want more reality shows, more dumbed down TV, less diverse representative TV and their opinion of what we need as a consumer. Channel 4 has been struggling with output for a little while and it's right in itself, especially with um, the all black programming that it did and those kind of initiatives. But it was was the overarching name of it all. And the fact that AJ and Mo Gilligan won RTS awards recently for the Black and Big Big Breakfast takeover and some other black programming at the Channel 4 won the RTS awards and stuff like that. It'll be a shame that we lose all this kind of thought out content that's specifically represents audiences that routinely underserved. No one trusts the government. No one trusts anything that they do. I didn't I actually didn't know that's how it was how it was all set up. I thought, I don't know what I thought Channel 4 was, but I definitely didn't think that. I I, I quite I, I don't understand why they have to answer to the government. It's so weird because I suppose you just go along, you watch your TV, you don't really think about who's behind it. And the fact that they've got to answer the government or the our government has the right to say, well, do you know what? Do you know what? Today we're going to sell you. That's wild to me. I never, I didn't even think about it like that. That is so simple that when the government decides that you don't exist anymore in a way that you want to, especially like who's the founder of it, who created it, and then, your powers don't exist like that. That's interesting. I hadn't really thought about it. Even the fact that I work in media is a bit stupid, but it was interesting to think that. That's that's mad. I don't know. I don't have much else to say. It's, 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 we'll see what happens. But privatization never goes well in this country. Um, and, and when the, the the common person doesn't get served properly. So Channel Four was launched in 1982 by the government, and it was 
a way of them having a more diverse platform than BBC in order to get to make programming for people across the nation who were underrepresented. Underrepresented. Since then, it's launched 12 other channels, including Film 4, E4, and it has one of the biggest streaming services out there. What the government are currently saying is that in recent years, the advertising that it's getting isn't sufficient enough to continue the output of content that they think that they should be getting. Platforms like Netflix and Prime and all of these other platforms launching streaming services, they're saying these are the reasons why they're looking to privatise it, because it would mean more content and more jobs. However, it also means that there would be no control about what content is out there. And as Auntie Nana said, it could quite easily become a, cha a trash channel or it could become a right-wing channel, or it could become a very left channel. It could Whoever buys it, they could basically make it whatever they want. And all the production companies that basically survive off of being able to sell stuff to Channel 4 and have it broadcasted would basically have no home because Channel 4 doesn't actually make, the actual Channel 4 doesn't make any of its own content, it buys its own content. In Film 4, that's different, that's a different investment and a different pool of money that comes from, but Channel 4 itself doesn't make its own content. Whilst they're saying that there, it, more jobs would be created, I feel like a lot more jobs would be lost because if you have one single platform, like say for example, if Sky did buy it, all that they would do is the same thing that they did when they bought a bunch of Virgin channels, get rid of the people that are actually putting out that input and have it onto their own platform with their own people and just regurgitate the stuff that they've got. So I think, as you've all said, privatization of Channel 4 is a really bad thing because what Channel 4 has done for the last 30, 40 years actually, is been a place where people can put out content that wouldn't be accepted on other channels. Yes, it's gone down in the way that it represents diversity to how it first initially started, but you wouldn't get programs like The Mo Show, you wouldn't get Big Nasty, you wouldn't get those types of shows that are award-winning shows with highly professional black people on there. The Big Breakfast Show did so well that they should actually look to bring that back permanently. You wouldn't get things like this on other channels. You definitely wouldn't see it on the BBC because there are so many rules and regulations as to what they can promote and what they can put out there. So to me, it's just a really bad thing and it would be a sad day in the world of television if it does get privatised. But surely, is it, wouldn't there be like some special conditions because it is one of the main channels? that wouldn't they be held to the same? No. Not at all? No, that's the problem, because it's it, they wouldn't be held at all. If, if, if so it was how, like the BBC... How is like, isn't Sky held to anything? No, but there's like there's standards in terms of what you can and can't say, like off-comp standards. Yeah, but yeah. the channel could become whatever it wants to become. Absolutely. If you think about MTV, for example, mm -hmm. so when MTV started out, it was literally a music channel. If you look at the MTV channel now, it's all reality. They yeah. have spin-off channels that show music, but the actual MTV channel is like reality television. Yeah. See, I, obviously, I don't mind reality personally, but but yeah, I just feel like there should be, there would be, I don't know, because it's a core channel. Also, as well, the other thing I was thinking is just that: what debt are they trying to pay, please? Because it's just okay. What can we sell? What can we sell? People don't want us to sell the NHS. What else can we sell? Like, here, take Channel 4. Like, like, what are they trying to pay off? It's yeah. Just... 
and it's the money's not real. So this debt is their own created, fabricated nonsense. It's true. But it's just the prospect of 1.5 billion. There's no way that 1.5 billion, if that's what it's sold for, will ever go back into the channel. It won't. Because also the channels that are committed, there's been a few channels that remain nameless. You can look at, look into it yourself. That have committed this amount of millions to diverse representation. On t- and when you get into the nitty gritty of it, it's actually that is a poster headline. But when you break it down, that money's not going to making these programming. It's just an announcement of a commitment that actually, when it actually happens, none of that money is really going. And those departments are still trying to figure out what shows will get made. And maybe one out of the, the, the amount of money that those, that money could, the amount of shows that money could go towards, and you end up getting one or two shows, and then that money's just a beacon of um, lip service, basically, and that's actually been proven. Do you that remember when ITV came out? This was last year, maybe. They had a whole run of putting out press releases, like we're looking for black content. The, the, where is all of that black content that never ever surfaced? What, like what they had, someone had. They have their yearly annual run of black programming that comes out maybe of an evening um, or of a day and that's it. It's not, and the problem with these initiatives is that the, the gift and the curse is sometimes it works for your CV, you did this and you can go on and prosper. There is a real concerted effort to get crew and representation behind the scenes, that is happening. However, with these little pilot schemes and stuff, it's just you were on a scheme and that's it. And then you can't, the problem with the industry is the schemes aren't backed up by contu- continuous in, um, um, career support and, and the reason for that is because yeah. you still have it's it's very much the old boys club yeah it's like it's yes like there are that. schemes but once you've completed the schemes auntie ak said there's no way to go because yeah. you have people who oh i want to have the, the hod's will request for certain people within their teams yeah. and it is very few and far between that people can break into that so without there being a dedicated thing of people of broadcasters and um studios basically saying you must commit to having these amount of people from these backgrounds, it's just never, it, the change is going to happen extremely slowly. Sorry, do you think that he, like, this is, this is even going to matter? Because content, like, who's going to Channel 4 to watch anything? Like, I think it's other channels, channels, though, as like well. Conned, but still, who's going to E4? Who's going to any of them? I guess. You know it's... What I mean? People get their content from online. They get it from YouTube, TikTok. But Channel 4 has a, Channel 4 does have one of the largest streaming platforms. That's the issue. If you look at all the shows that are on Channel 4 now, and it's and it's free, yeah. and it's free because there are some people that can't afford Netflix and they can't afford, they don't have access to those things. So they can be transferred to other channels, to be honest, do you know what I mean? And it's just, I just don't, I don't know. I just, I don't know how. I guess the world is moving forward, as Auntie Shade said, but as Auntie Farah acknowledged, and as it is, those pillars of, platforms are still pillars of platforms we we talk about bbc itv and channel 4 they are the historical staple i'm just talking about the legacy of these channels still matter essentially and especially on a cv and i don't know how long that will last it could the next 10 years we'll see the landscape of programming and platforms but at the moment it still matters that you've done this that or the other at these particular platforms and the institutions that they are still carry weight so it's just a matter of how this stuff will I mean, evolve. Isn't that like basically what you were saying before about you're just feeding the beast? Like if you just absolutely the, feeding the beast, absolutely. And we don't have that issue. There, there are still other. I'm not saying it is so simplistic like that, but let's burn it all down, man. Start again. I think it's 
I think they're two different things because if you think of, let's say, Top Boy, that probably wouldn't have come into fruition on any other platform other than Channel 4. And then through Channel 4 doing it, and then it proving that it is commercially viable, then you have Netflix and the groundswell for Netflix to keep it going. It's those types of things, it's those projects. If you don't have a channel like Channel 4, you're not going to even be able to get the funding access to create it, to get it somewhere. And that's the thing where it's, that's the techie part. Actually, we've done well for our little industry that you do have these places where you can get things made. And if they start selling it off, then doing a little history program or a documentary, somebody looking at that commercially is going to be like, that, that, that's not going to make us money. So those types of things don't get made, but that's cultural. That's what actually, like if you think of BBC Four or those types of programmes actually mean something when you're just learning things, they're really important. But if everything becomes about money and not about culture, we are going to be living in Sky One land and just full of reality shows that are not real and just normal people yeah. acting. Like we don't need a diet of that anymore. Like literally we really do. Real dramas are okay. And we need to preserve the arts. It's actually really important. Yeah. But even that you mentioned Sky One, like there's a lot of channels on Sky that, as I mentioned before, were previously owned by Virgin. And they the content was a lot different before Virgin, but before they were bought by Sky. And then it just completely changed and got swallowed up and then no more. I guess this is a matter of what tradition versus culture versus evolution versus all that type of stuff. What is okay to keep as bastions of our culture and what's up for right for picking i don't know if, thro- if throwing channel away tradition ready to sell that that can go channel five can go <laughs> leave it alone i remember when spice girls launched it was brilliant I, I, I'm I'd, like, I'd like to know how much channel five is valued at if channel four is 1.5 billion <laughs> you know what i hate <laughs> 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 they do what what michael jackson would have been let's get the comments please and move on okay okay so we have sharona says the question is do the kids watch channel four might that have a lot to do with that? The survey was actually in reflection of all channels, all of the main five that we have on TV as standard. It wasn't just about Channel 4. Um, Marina says, unless the public strongly oppose this, it's likely to go ahead. There's a change.org petition. We need to get behind it. And then Marina goes on to say, Michael Gray, the chair of Ofcom, is apparently behind this, but it can be challenged in parliament and MPs have will have their own views but we have to ba- we will back what the public wants okay yeah <laughs> and Neodate says channel 5 and all its side channels is worth 17 pounds and 62p seriously I do not know what precisely <laughs> exactly I do not what you heard Okay, so my story is from the New York Post. And on April the 1st, it came out, there was an article published on the New York Post and the title was, Why More Black Women Should Consider Marrying White Men. 
And lots of people thought that it was an April Fool's article because it came out on April the 1st, but it's not. This was a real article written by a real black man. I'll read the first couple of paragraphs and I want to get you guys' thoughts on it. So two of the most powerful positions in the United States government will soon be held for the first time by black women, Kamala Harris and Kataji Brown Jackson. Harris, as we all know, is the vice president of the United States and Brown Jackson could soon become the Supreme Court justice. But Harris and Brown Jackson also share a personal attribute that is equally noteworthy. Each has a white husband. This fact is significant. The effects of racism have left well-educated black women with a propensity of black, of a, that's not the word. I don't know what this word is, but I guess it's a lack of black male partners. According to Brookings Institute data, black men are less likely than black women to have completed high school and 50% less likely to have obtained a four-year college degree. Yet despite this shortage of suitable black partners, black women have also been the least likely of any minority group to marry outside of their race, according to the data from Pew Research Center. Rather than partner with men of other races, men, many heterosexual black women either don't marry or marry black men with whom they are not especially well matched. And these mismatched relationships contribute to African-Americans having the highest divorce rate of any racial group. In fact, black women are the only demographic to have a higher divorce rate than a marriage rate. What do you guys think about this? Wait, how? How is that? What? (laughs) How does that make any sense? I'm sorry, am I being dim? That doesn't make any sense. The higher rate of divorce to the ones that are actually married but you have to get married to get divorced so there's more they're saying that there's more single black women yeah more of them single single makes sense but there can't be a higher divorce rate than a marriage rate can there am i being dim because that doesn't make any sense to me i think it's the amount of marriages that take place Mm -hmm. and end in divorce is higher than the amount of marriages that take place. I could see how the stats could measure it. Okay, across a, a period of time, maybe. Probably. Yeah, do you know what if, I mean? If I that's all it's true. A year or some shit. But anyway, <laughs> Okay, so um, my questions to you guys are, are there legitimate reasons why black women should marry white men and who benefits from this arrangement? I love your phrasing. <laughs> Are there legitimate reasons? That's um, how the, the, article pre- the article presents it. This is a legitimate state that black women should be thinking of. So I'm like, okay, so is there any legitimate reasons why black women should do this? The thing is, yeah, the fact remains that most black people who are married to black people, like most marriage, American marriages are of the same race. That's just a fact. And it's just like these articles, it's just not, it's just, I'm not saying you can't marry who you want to marry, that's fine. But this just see, seems steeped in like racism, man. And it's just, and also is what I want me. I'm not about pushing marriage on anyone, to be honest, kind of thing. So I'm against this article on that principle. <laughs> <laughs> you know I mean? Keep yourself to yourself. <laughs> but, 
But yeah, I just, uh, I don't know. It's exhausting to be wake, woken up on another day for people telling black women what to do. Like, it's just exhausting. I'm just over it. So yeah, it's just, if I saw it as a newspaper, I would put it straight in the trash. That's what I would do. Tell you've come back from New York. Yeah, 100%. I feel the same. This is fucking A star bollocks, isn't it? Like, stop coming and telling us what we should and we shouldn't do. The stats are not factual. I know far more black women that are with black men than I do black women that are with white men. And the ones that are with white men, or the, the like, do you? Who cares? Like, why do we need a whole fucking article about it? Oh, black women, you should open up your eyes. This is the reason why. The reason why is because of this. Just leave everybody alone. Love who you love. Do what you do. I just don't understand the, the need for the article. However, I want to know who the man, which race, the person who wrote the article, what his wife is. Because I do feel like a lot of times there is that justification that mostly black men have when they're in interrelational relationships to blame it back on the black woman. These are the reasons why you lot are single. You hear that so much because they want to justify and you don't need to justify it. You're with who you're with because you're with them. Why, why you got to justify it, bruv? I don't understand. Why have you got to put one person down in order to justify why you've done what you've done? Yeah, I'd use this as a liner for my cat's tray, litter tray, and I don't have a cat anymore. These conversations irritate me. They irritate me. They irritate me to my core. Don't fucking tell me who I need to date. That will make me feel a lot better about myself, about the prospects of my life. I think it's an excuse, as Auntie Farah alluded to. It's an excuse by a lot of men to like, you know what? Because we don't want to deal with the reasons why we are so succumbed to the beauty of white women and we don't want to explore those um, feelings and those influences. We just want to, do you know what you black women need to do? Go and find yourself a white man. And we're going to pretend that we're angry, but really, phew, we get off the hook and we don't have to explain why we succumb to the brainwash. No, I'm so sorry. I'd like to know who this man is dating as well. Don't tell me what to do. Yeah, there's there's facts. There's 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 could be some. I, I don't know about dismissing all the facts because I and I also think these stats are taken from people that don't that live in the, the diaspora and in the West, not maybe people back home in the Caribbean. Let's do the numbers in Caribbean and Africa. Let's do stop calling us a minority. Let's look at the big global numbers. How come the stats of black relationships across the world? Let's put those stats out there because surely. I know that African Caribbean is a mixed race in that respect, interracial relationships. It's not that. It's not. So the numbers are bigger in our country. So then let's have the bigger stats or let's really be specific and say in the West, because of the dynamic and those things, let's break it down. Stop making it like a very quick, easy poster number. But however, being in the West, I can understand that when you move in certain echelons and the more elite circles you get into, there is less representation of diversity. That's because there's a problem with diversity in higher echelons. So, yes, there may be fewer people to choose from that are on your level because you're talking about presidential situations. Yeah, there aren't many blacks on blacks in there and stuff like that. So, yeah, maybe it is harder saying that you must marry a white man to have because they're on your level and there aren't any black men. That's disrespectful. There's a black man even writing this article. Don't you feel stupid saying that? Can I, can I just say, though, sorry, to your point, though, but we, the US had, like, the highest position, a president, we had a black wife. That's like, what it's I'm just, saying, it's just, like, it's just, it's just, I, it's, it's not real. 
I do think that I definitely think because we go to certain spaces. When you go into certain spaces, you turn around. There's where's the black man, or where, or maybe black men will feel like you're in certain spaces. Where's the black woman? So it might be a little bit harder, but it's not that hard, especially if you still have your circles that are black. I, dating's hard, full stop. So I'm not even going to say that. Find the right person. I'm not even going to say that. As black women, finding a suitable candidate at large is a bit difficult. But also pushing the narrative that it's only a white man that is viable. There are so many other culturals, cultures and races. Why the frick, why can't I get myself a Chinese man then? Why are you not telling me to get a Filipino man, an Aboriginal man? There are so many other versions of man that it's not just the, the king white walker of, of society that I have to go for. No, it's not. There are so many, I don't care, white walkers, whatever. They just try and put them at the top at the pinnacle of desirability for everyone. No, they're not. There's so many other races. I hate it. It gets on my fucking nerves and it gets on my nerves because I've had so many people telling me as a dark skinned black woman that why don't you like white men? You should be, I can see you. And I've had black men tell me, I can see you with a white man. Why? Because I'm educated. Why? Because I, I don't drop my INGs. Why? And I get really pissed off. I have been, I am angry. I've been pissed off by that, especially people that I'm potentially dating or fancy. Oh no, I can see you with a white man. No, there's no reason why. It's just the assumption that, and there's a categorization, especially that you will be with a, with a white man because what? I've had so many people say, you're going to end up with a white man. Why? I think they're projecting. Yeah. That's my point. The projection is real because you don't find me attracted or you have issues or can't understand or can't get your hand around it. You can't mm. fathom that any other black man would see me as viable. Those are the kind of conversations the that... The used to do that to me. She used to say that a, a lot, but that's her reality. It's not... That's what me. I'm saying. So just protection. Come out of it, man. Yeah, that's what I think, what you just said, Auntie Charlotte. Definitely. It's, that's what they want to do, so they try to make it out. That's what you should do as well. That's what I'm saying. It's a projection. Like, because you want to be excused for your actions, don't put that on me, love, and come with some other suggestions. Just date who you want to date. That's it. Stop. I'm coming from a total different angle. I read this and laughed and thought this kind of feeds into two of the running plots that I've had about the highlighting of a black man of, of the white man to be more desirable. And in order for that, oh, they need a grungy white man theory. They, they need black women wholesale to adopt this white man that they're yeah, trying yeah. to push as the pinnacle because he's fallen so far down it's now they need the rebirth like how stylists are always black women if they need the white man to be restyled by a black woman and then he'll go further up and it's so this article is also a part of pushing that like so that there's loads of black yeah. i saw so many black women discussing this like literally like battling with each other no this article is really true because my friend gail is with this dude and if you saw her house when she was with darnell before like really going <laughs> over the materialism of having a white it's that it's that it's that and i'm like no this is your it, it is all a part of racism but the fact that they're like trying to hook line and sinker and get black women into it like to perpetuate this and then i do think it's about genetics they know that their their DNA is flailing. And so you That's need true. more black women producing with you. And so there's a spate of this. I went down the rabbit hole and I found 10 articles very similar to this in the last four years. And it's, it is, you're sleeping, you wake up, 
and then there's this headline, black women should do this, black women are the least desirable. They're all bashing at our esteem. So then you're going to go and start looking at Tarquin. This is an option. And that's what I can't stand. It's been happening. It's not okay. I'm I'm seeing Wait, wait, I have to stop you. What have we got Darnell and Tarquin? (laughs) They are the names, come on. (laughs) They are the names. I 100% agree with you, Antonana. I think it's exactly that. And the fact that a black man will let himself be manipulated to write this article makes me want to slap him 20 times. Let me get Will Smith on the phone. Slap this guy. <laughs> it could be, who, but his picture is up somewhere. Who knows? He may not be real. But these articles are, yeah, they're, they're, it's all going into that global agenda so that the white man is back. You think they're, do, you think they're doing... PR basically, they're PRing. Yes. Yeah. They're doing spin to change yeah. that. Thing. To be honest, they need it. They need a PR. Yeah, the tide is changing. So they're going guns blazing. Like it's been tough. But but then, now, some black women don't. I guess black men stand stand up now because don't let yourself be pushed aside. But most of them are with black women anyway. Do you know what I mean? They're not being pushed aside. Oh, the, visual, the visual, the optics, but I think it's they're not let the optics be manipulated. But the optics are, we look yeah. at social media, the optics are that a lot of pu- public facing, obviously the people that are the beacons of, of, of communication for us and our culture are either with ambiguous or white. And do you know what I'm saying? So the average black woman is not viable essentially that's not what's put out there i do think that there are a lot of people in relationships with people of the same color and you just don't see them that's what i'm saying yeah but it doesn't mean that's why i don't think that the stats are necessarily true because there are a lot of celebrities out there who have black partners you just don't see their partner up in place all the time remember the stats were saying that the levels of divorce from black couples is very high. What about the levels of divorce from everybody else? Yeah, this is what I'm saying. The stats were saying, the stats were saying that we're, we're marrying each other, but why are you guys marrying each other and you get divorced is because you're mismatched. You're matched. And also marriage is on a decline anyway. Do you know what I mean? As an overall national average, it's down. Do you know what I mean? So it's just, I think it's just normal trends. And, and isn't it one in two marriages end in divorce anyway? Exactly. Right. So, so what the fuck? So that's what I'm saying. They're trying to push this thing that we're not worthy of each other. We need to go with them and rebrand them for their favour. No. Leave us alone. And also, black people, don't fall for it. Don't fall for the okey-doke. Don't fall for it at all. That, that, that's not going to do it. We, not going to really do it. And also, when they start saying, what, black women, how about you go and get yourself a nice East Asian man? Then I'll start maybe listening to any statistics. You never, ever have I seen an agenda to push us with any other body but a, a white man. There are active groups of, like, trying to put... Because apparently, so in the male world, that that is East Asian men, apparently. So they, sorry, I don't have a study in front of me, but I've definitely read this, that they have difficulty, like, because their women tend to marry more outside of their race, their women tend to marry more white, do you know what I mean, kind of thing. So they're left, and there is, there's an effort to put them with black women, do you know what I mean? So there's groups and shit. It's East Asian Chinese men? Yeah. Okay, no, I have heard that. I remember years ago when they first started going into Ghana, 
that was a yeah, very say, it was more men, obviously, when they had that one kid rule. So a lot of female babies were killed or abandoned. Mm-hmm. And so they had more men and it was like, go to Africa and then you create your family there as well. That was like, <laughs> I'm t- the, our genes are very special. If only we knew how superior we really that's are. That's what pisses me off. That, but that is definitely, I never know the districts in Asia when we use the South Asians and East, but I kind of old school, I know Bangladeshis, Indian, Pakistanis or Chinese and Korean, that type of terms. It's funny. And um, it was fun. I was trying to figure out a way to talk about this because I was watching um, in my, whilst I was in bed, watching Ted Lasso, which is a great series. Yeah. And then the storyline is the Nigerian footballer has a thing with the older white club owner. And I was like, and I've said this a lot, that a lot of UK shows especially don't consider the black woman audience watcher. They just take the people that we might find attractive or might align with or empathise with and dismiss how we would feel about any situation. And they cater to the white woman or the white man in the narrative and everybody else is just like, it's fodder. And it was just very interesting. I was like, and it's hard to explain it without feeling like it's not about being against who you fall in love with, but it really is about unpacking what narratives and what language they want to put us out there and to whose benefit and how we, we as black people, are, our culture, our interests are so manipulated for other people's gain. And we don't always jump on top of that because we then we get into the arguments of, oh, I can date who I want. And it's not because of that. And I just love who I love. And, uh, and don't really want to explore those conversations honestly, because I'd rather you say, you know what? Yeah, you know what? Because I saw Pamela Anderson on my TV all day long. That's why I love a blonde chick. Just be honest about it. But we there's a dismissal or denial about why certain people we're attracted to in certain ways. And then we avoid that conversation. I really wish we would be more honest about it and really take back ownership of what we would like to see, how our culture is presented on TV, because it's just divvied up anyhow. Definitely. Let's get the comments. Okay. All right. I actually thought that was going to be quite a quick one, but <laughs> there's so many comments again. Uh, okay. So I'm st- starting with Sharona. She says, the UK is vastly different in some, in, in those same spaces than the US. There are much more African-Americans than there are Black British. And Victoria says, this is anti-whiteness from AK. But really, I'm sorry, I need to scroll up so I can see it properly. This is anti-whiteness from AK, but really, I am all for you getting a Filipino (laughs) to see you. Though I too see you with a white man. (laughs) Okay, Victoria, we'll talk offline. (laughs) And then Sharona piles in and says, Auntie AK, he's going to be Italian. I can feel it. And then Rowena says, I also think there's an agenda. Literally half of the couple content targeted at me is about interracial relationships. And then it goes, uh, Ronald says, I was in London a couple of weeks ago. I was surprised at how black London is. Ronald! Holler at us. Oh. Ronald! Maybe we'll just fly and visit or something. We can fly by and just be like, hi, we could have done that. But yeah, it is very black. There's a lot of us, you know? There's a lot of us here. And we don't all drink tea and eat crumpets. Or say, bloody hell. 
I say bloody hell. Or bleeding hell. Bleeding hell. Also, the side note, just as a totally off, off topic, who's watched uh, Moon Knight? I think Oscar Isaac's British accent is quite good. Yes, I did watch Moon yeah. Knight. Oh, I haven't watched it yet. Please don't spoil okay. it. There's I'm nothing very upset on that anyway. It's like... only one episode on there. I know, me too. It's that really cool. frustrates me. I've got a feeling it might be but my favourite one. His accent is... Spot on. Real. Like, it's but it's that London, like that Hollywood London. Like, yeah. yeah. That's it. It's London. Like, so. This is actually good. He, he said a few... Uh, there was like he said him and um saffron hocking who's in it for a second who's in top boy she says cheers in a way that no we don't say cheers especially about say cheers. but in a way that they we don't say it but other than that i think I, you did say cheers. I say cheers no in the way that they had their interaction i felt like the cheers was not a good cheers. Right, cheers cheers thanks bye okay moving on <laughs> I, say cheers. I do i say it I just wanted to, okay, just to quickly, there were lots of news stories that we didn't get onto, but I, I think we've even taken way long on this. I just wanted to go through them, but nah, it's okay. We might start talking. We'll come back to the next week. Let's move on to aunties know best. You're lucky I don't even have the breath to see. Auntie Sade, do you have a no, problem? Maybe we should skip this. <laughs> no. <laughs> Praise be to the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Um, I, don't a, I don't have a dilemma. Guys, does anyone have a problem you want us to solve? Like, we've got really five uh, quickly. Let's, let's get yeah. them in there. Like, let us know. What you we want have to one do. in the group, didn't we? I'm going to try and find it real quick. Which, oh, which one in the Okay, group? while you're doing that, I'm just going to run through some of the news stories. We had MPs who attended the Downing Street parties have received their first initial run of fines for £50, oh, especially after they've just received 2,212 pay increases. Um, Hold on. How much was Pretty Patel trying to charge people? Exactly. Wasn't it 10 grand that Bro. she was trying to people? Bro. Anyway. Um, Rita uh, Ulrich's fine was for 30,000. 30,000? Yeah, remember when she did it in, oh, in yeah, her birthday party. First. Yeah, yeah, her birthday yeah. party in that restaurant. 30,000 was her fine. If you were opening up a gym or anything that they said you had to close, oh, yeah, yeah. your fine was was 5,000. Yeah, do so, you remember they was coming in and barging down people's doors and arresting them? Yes. So how oh. did MP get in 50 pounds? That 50 pounds fines, that's the first run. There's a headline that says children are losing their childhood, so agonising chronic UTIs as treatment is unavailable. I'd need to explore that. Andrew Giuliani, I think he's the son of Mayor Giuliani, the controversial mayor of New York, former New York, and Trump's buddy, made weird comments about his baby daughter, sparking outrage, saying that he checked under the hood of his four-month-old daughter and said that he told her, I'm the only boyfriend you'll have till you're 25 years old. This was about his conversation, his um, anti-transgender comments that he made. But aside, that aside, um, my question was going to be men's obsession with their daughters and their sex lives. We all remember when T.I. thought that he had the right to check his daughter's time. Yeah. All that crap. So that to, um, Are we in the 1800s, mate? Are you all right? Exactly. That's Telling your, like, I'm your, I'm the only boyfriend until you're 25. I think yeah. abuse. It is abuse. I feel like that's abuse. So what, what type of stuff is that? Exactly. And there's a black boy that stopped for wearing a coat, and then he was stopped again by the police for wearing a coat, and it's just that ongoing. Go <laughs> on. No, no, no. Oh, yeah, I remember. I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's a, a terrible story that happened on, um, in the UK. Um, there was a teacher that was fired for being too close to their students. She was meeting them after on weekends and stuff like that, and she was sacked from her job because she failed to maintain professionalism. I guess I was the question was going to be, where's the line? Because as a teacher, you might feel like you're. I don't know. There's no justification. No, no, I think no. that's fair. That is fair. 
friends. Like, you don't go to teaching to get friends. No, you, you, you're teaching them. Like, no, like, he deserves to lose that job. What type of inappropriate nonsense is that? Like, my students are my brethren. Find some friends. Go on meet.com. Like, what's no, that's okay. Dulwich College Boys School has had sex allegations dropped. So I was thinking, mm, someone brought sex allegations against the boarding school, Dulwich College. It's an elite school. And um, then all of a sudden the sex allegations were dropped. That's something to explore. Maybe next week we'll talk about it. Yeah, let's talk about um, it next week. So I actually know quite a few people that went to Dulwich College as well. So this is going to, I'm going to try and do some investigative journalism. Let's do that. And then a black actor was heckled um, for his part in Frozen. And should we stop taking on roles that are known as white roles, white characters? He was heckled because he played one of the characters in Frozen and he went onto Twitter to talk about it. And a boy was jailed for rent arrears whilst he was on tag because he's on rent arrears and because he was on tag, he then got arrested um, and put in jail. I mean, he can't fucking go to work, can he? I thought you anyway. can still work if you're on tag. You just got to be back home for Depends seven the conditions maybe, maybe his job wasn't letting him do that ish. And actually, when you're on tag as well, you can only go within a certain area. So maybe his job wasn't in that area and he could have lost his job subsequently and then wasn't able to pay his rent. And then we didn't talk about the teacher who received compensation because they were beat by, by a five-year-old. It came out the same time as child Q debacle. Um, so people were saying, was it just something to dull down the noise around the failings of child Q? We can talk about that next week. And privatising the moon. All I want to know is if they're going to privatise the moon, where is Africa and the Caribbean in this discussion? How do we get in on this? On Earth. Anyway, I found the... Um, auntie's no best. Go ahead. Auntie's no best. Let's go. <laughs> okay. So, <clears throat> this was one that was on Instagram. You show up on a date. What would you do if the guy brings his baby the first time <laughs> you go on the date? <laughs> so, he's got his little baby. His baby's three months old. And he comes and he sees you. It's your first date. And you meet him at the restaurant and he's got his baby. What would you do? What would you do? You know that that trend where it's just dad will do it and they get <laughs> that's me. That would be me. Absolutely. I'm off. Why I'm not entertaining this at all. You are clearly not available. So bye. <laughs> you you should be doing other things mm -hmm. like raising your child. Why are you dating right now? This is not a priority. Like, nah. Why didn't I know about the baby before you turned up with the baby? Did I know that you had a baby or what? What's the situation? The picture has, he's turned up with his baby and the surprised eyes. So even if you know, oh, he has a baby, are you thinking your first date, there's going to be a little child. He's winding the baby at the table. Like she's that small. She's months old. Yeah, she's months. This is a she's newborn. A, bubba, a little booty bubba. <laughs> There's no reason for us to continue. The thing is, though, I saw this. <laughs> yeah, I you're, said, you're a prime baby. That's the reason. That's the reason. The thing is, he's probably taking the baby out for a walk, thinking no. that he's doing something nice, and he's going on a date. That's, that's, where, that's where the negative farmer comes from. When that, those are the negative thoughts. But that's you know, really it could be, he might be a single dad. He might be, there are men out there and they are the sole providers and the sole carers for their babies. They are. 
They are out there. Okay. My thing is, where's the communication? Be. Be. Why did you text me? Why did you call me and say no? Because maybe he needed to go out. Maybe he was just like, I need to get out of the house. And I really like where we're going. They could have been messaging for a whole four months. He's the one wholesome guy who's a straight up, like a regular dude, single dad, honest, and he just forgot to mention that he had a child. And he no, 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 he hasn't forgotten. He's told you. He said she the surprise eyes. She the surprise know. eyes is that he brought the baby. That's where we're going. That he brought the baby. What a what a very. He just doesn't need to be dating right now. What a chick is going to do? One chick is going to be like, you know what? He likes me so much that he trusted me with his baby and he thought that I would be... He's, he could, If he was that guy, that nefarious guy, he could spin it. I... But what if he was... You. But what if he really was genuine and he was, as I said, the baby's sole provider, the sole parent, the baby's mum wasn't around... He was that doesn't even matter. It's too, it's too, the child is too young and you're too <laughs> fresh a father to even be considering dating. Exactly. Like, he's just like, maybe he started talking to you before the baby came. That's, 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 that's even more inappropriate. Like, <laughs> I mean, a father. You're, no time for dating. He's either cheating or finding a mother. Yeah, no, no. They're, okay, they're okay. okay. So let's say he didn't bring the baby on the date, yeah? But he's got this baby, yeah? But he didn't bring the baby on the date. Do you still think he shouldn't be dating? I don't think yes. so. Not when you have a newborn baby. I think that... It depends. What if it's a woman? I don't... I, I think I said this before. I don't think anybody, when you've had a newborn child and you are not with the partner, I don't think you're ready emotionally to be with somebody else. I think you should be thinking about true. being an effective That's parent. True. I don't know I don't know if you're not I depends on the person I think there's there could be I think there's a lot be a lot of exploration a lot of honesty and a lot of conversation in the situation you could meet because it's the same way if you meet someone by chance and you've had a baby and it's just all whatever you're not with the partner let's say you're clean break from that partner you don't know you're never going to be together I don't know if it's necessary that you cannot start to explore a relationship depending on the person everyone's different I do think that. But I just think you have to take time. You just have to take time. What if you and this person have been friends with tension for the longest time? Yeah. <laughs> he has a baby. Yeah. He, he has a baby, yeah? And whilst he's had this baby, you've been there for him, yeah, emotionally. And then you decide you're going to date. It happens. I and you go on a date and he brings the baby. Is that Okay. <laughs> No, none of these scenarios. It's not okay. It's not okay. Just bring up your. Let, let me just say with chess, yeah. Let me just say with chess before you lot are getting confused by my devil's advocacy, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not hanging around in it. Like I'm good. Like I'm kids. I'm I'm okay. Like we're not, we're I, I'm not. I'm yeah. I'm I'm good. Like you not. do that, and then when you've done that. Check me when the kids like. If a woman came to a date with her yeah, four-month-old baby, how she would get dragged? Please, we're not considering the baby. What are the ba what's the baby saying? Baby's sitting alone. It's the baby. 
The, ba- the baby was like, he put on the baby Sunday best. Yeah. He was like, this is my darling. The I'm, baby I'm, was looking I'm, super I'm going to get your mama. Yeah, exactly. That's what we got help. We got to find you someone. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why I'm doing an American because it's a me, they're American. Let's have <laughs> the comments and move the hell on from this madness. <laughs> okay. Okay, so sorry, I've got to scroll up. Vanessa says, I hope your BM is not coming. And <laughs> also Shelly says, That's what I thought, Auntie Farah. Or maybe the baby mother heard he was going on a date and took the baby there. Oh, sorry. And took the baby there deliberately. And he said, I'm not letting her stop me from turning up for this date. That could be a thing. It's still (laughs) And then Marina says, people start dating when they're pregnant. It's a bit weird for me, but it happens. I have said that before. Like, I find that a bit ick. Like, the whole... And everyone can do whatever they want to do, but yeah. as a personal preference, I, I I personally find it slightly ick. Unless you're the baby daddy, you shouldn't be wetting that head. What? <laughs> okay, okay. Let's move on to for the culture. This is where we get into what we're watching, where what's got us chatting in those social media streets. We've got a couple of things. We've been on the show forever, but here we go. Um, we have a Brazilian singer who was hospitalised because she held in her farts in front of her boyfriend. So I wanted to ask, when is the appropriate time to relax in a relationship? We had NFL player Channing Crowder, who called Russell Wilson a square, and Sierra wouldn't be with him if he didn't have money, sparking off yet another toxic critique of Sierra and Russell's relationship. It's a perspective of a lot of men for us. We have the Grammys, do we care? Wizkid didn't take one home this year. Fashion at the Grammys and Soja, a all-white American reggae band winning best reggae album over five other Jamaican nominees. There has been some outrage. Atlanta, the show, the TV show is back and it's challenging and culturally on point as usual. Have we watched it? Sasha and Krept, one half of Crepton Cone and the UK hip hop group have shared their news that they share the nursery fees 50-50. The streets are saying this is wrong and Crep should pay the entirety. Also, we have... Black China saying she doesn't get child support. Enough to child support. When Rob Kardashian and Tiger, her two baby daddies, said, hold on a minute, we get the children majority of the week. Why the hell are we paying more? The streets are calling her a deadbeat mother. We also have God. Castillo versus Trend Central. Should media platforms on YouTube be held to the same standards as commercial broadcasting platforms? Have you seen the new series called Full Disclosure? We have a lot. We've got to get through some. So what do you always want to talk about? I, I, I want to talk about Black China, but I also want to talk about Soldier. Castillo <laughs> and Black China and and I want to talk about Channing Crowder talking, calling Russell Wilson a square because leads into the dating. So we want to talk about everything. We want to talk about everything. Let's talk about, okay, quickly, because the Brazilian singer that held in her farts, like, yeah. let's get it out of the way. Like, what the hell? Just when you need to, man. It's dumb. Her name's Coca, born Viven de Quiras Piera. She had a bizarre medical incident. And she told her 15 million Instagram followers that she was holding in her farts around her partner, Ronan Souza, and she was hospitalised because she was holding in her farts. Guys, she really wanted to hold in her fart. Can she go to the toilet? Exactly. Come on. Don't do that. Don't get hospitalised relationships. I I can't lie. It's not something... I don't know... (laughs) 
What, you holding your fart? I'm not one to... Yeah, I'm not really on that, to be honest. I'm not saying I'm going to go... In front no, of I'm not interested in that. I'm going to go to But I'll go to the bathroom, do you know what I mean? But, yeah, um... not just sit there and let it rip, especially if you've got wild farts. <laughs> nah, man. But... but you still do that to anybody, though, do you? Like, literally, if you feel like, okay, this could be a big fart, you just go to an edge of somewhere and you fart or you go to the toilet. Mm. Yeah. But you yeah. need to you don't like, hold it so that it goes into your body and gives you yeah. shoulder pains no. and shit. Like, why would you do something like that? That's, That's crazy. crazy. The only person I openly fart in front of is my daughter. We Literally. openly fart in front of each other. It's yeah. Like, whatever it is. All right. Okay. <laughs> okay. Next player, Channing Crowder, called Russell Wilson a square. He basically said, I don't know why people are, I'm going to play, I can't move to share screen, but here, listen, one, two, three. Every ain't going to be with him. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, sorry, my bad, I wasn't ready. Yeah, if Russ ain't had that bread, she ain't gonna be with him. <laughs> Russell Square. Yeah, Russell Square. Russell Square. Sierra, Sierra had a, she, she has a good situation, but she was you don't a, leave Future they, and a, get with Russell Wilson. The, the, the thing is, I think that's what you You don't wrong, leave though. Future and get Russell Wilson. Wilson like, it's a, so, I mean, it's, I mean, spot out. What got me is some of the comments from men that they're saying that they the narrative about women wanting a bad man and how they're really angry that women choose bad men first and then get with a good guy. And they're saying Sierra went through a whole, she's for the street, she ran through a whole bunch of bad men. And now she's Russell's. <coughs> and they're saying that her choice for Russell Wilson is like a default choice. Like she doesn't really like him. He's a square. There's no way that she'd prefer him over Future, who is a renowned ho. And listen, her and Russell Wilson have been together for how many years now? They have two children. They have, a, from what it seems, a beautiful relationship. People need to stay the fuck out of their business. Because the thing is, Future is toxic. Since Future and Sierra has, have finished, how many more children has he fathered? Some of like them he didn't even want to claim. Like, he's toxic. Yes, she left him, because you know why? She learnt her lesson. That's why would you want to continue? What do they say that the first sign of madness is? Repeating something, isn't it? Like... Why would you do that? And who cares if, if if Russell appears square? They don't know what they've got going on. He ain't that square in bed with her, though, is he? Just leave them alone. Leave I, them alone. I honestly don't think there's anything wrong with wanting to marry someone that's rich. So, so there's nothing wrong with that. If, that's what you want also, to do, if you want to date a wealthy guy and that is your preference, that is down to you. Why should you be judged for it? I just don't understand exactly. men that judge women for that. It's just ridiculous. Someone called, someone on Twitter called JustCat84 said, so many men go their entire life internalising a belief that particular kind of manhood is what all women want. It's why they swear women don't want a good guy. Here's a woman who grew up, chose a good dude, then he gets called a square and she's accused of not really wanting him. It's And also, Sierra was rich before. Future's also got money. Everyone she's dating has money. Like her and Russell, they've got shit in common. Like, back off and leave them alone. They are clearly happy and healthy. Okay. So that's that. <laughs> Next one, Grammys. What happened with the Grammys? Wizard didn't take one home. And did you see Auntie Naomi? She uh, got her tweet, uh, her Instagram yeah, post. about Wizkid, but yeah. I, I didn't get that. I, I, I get why people was like, oh, he should have won. But it's like, it's okay. Can somebody else win stuff as well? I didn't agree with that one, that kind of complaint, as opposed to the reggae artist one. I thought that was a valid rejection wholesale of that win. But I didn't think that the African one was like valid. I was like, just let other people win. He's a winner. 
the thing about the okay so i've not listened to soldier right so i don't know what their music is but the thing is are they then saying that in order to win best reggae you've got to be jamaican I because think a lot of Jamaicans have come out and been like, it's outrageous. They, how could they win over? J they're not even Jamaican and they're white. Dane Baptiste had something on his feed the other day and it was like, weren't you the same people that was being like white yardy the other day and you were saying, <laughs> Dane ain't going to let this go. <laughs> no, that's true. Like, I, I don't know what the music sounds like, so I can't say that they should have won it or they shouldn't have. But my whole thing is, there are other people that can be reggae artists. You don't have to be born in Jamaica to be a reggae artist. Or is that what they say? Maybe they should change it. I don't know. Even appropriation, that's the thing. Like, I don't know, like, how authentic is it at the end of the day? Huh? Like, I just think, like, people used to say that about hip-hop. If you're not American, if you're not from the East Coast or the West Coast, are you really a rapper? I think it that happens when you have like very kind of niche, like you see it with Little Nas X and like country music, do you know Precisely. what I mean? Like once they've got like their, what they think it is, they will try and to protect it. And I, I think like usually it's like for anti-black reasons, <laughs> but, but, but I don't know. I think it, it's a very difficult one. Do you know what I mean? I, because appropriation is rife at the end I of the day. I think the Grammys have had a history. I, I wanted to read um, Naomi's point to what she was saying about WizKid, but as soon as we're on Soja, I'll come back to Naomi's point. Soja, I had never heard of them. And when I listened to them, I think fair's fair. Every, everyone deserves a crack at the old music whip. They've quoted that would you and, and such were big influences on their lives. But their music, I, in my opinion, is karaoke, it's parody, it's a poor imitation, it sounds bad to me. So how this album won, and I can't say I've listened to all the other categories, Sean, Spice, and but that's what I'm saying. So I haven't listened to all the other albums, but I just don't know how this album particularly won a Grammy as best reggae album, because honestly, I put it in the link for our, our document. So please, Auntie Farah, and whoever hasn't listened to it, guys, just Google Soja. The whole album is available on YouTube. And interestingly enough, they've turned the comments off underneath their album that's streaming on their platform. That's a very interesting sign when people come into a culture but don't want to face the commentary as well. That's interesting to me. The album, is, in my opinion, is not reggae. It's not good enough. I think there's definitely... That's really more cool. of a point then. That's what you I'm know. saying. So and that's what I'm talking about, the content of the album. That's what I'm saying. So there's room for people to be from other cultures. It is People argue about Bruno Mars inhaling 90s R&B and being, you know, that and old school R&B, though he's not black. However, he's phenomenal at it. So if you're going to take on a culture... And he also makes a point of always... Referencing... Always, yeah, always, always acknowledging his influences. So to do, they did acknowledge that, and in their speech they said thank you to the people that came before them and stuff like that. But this very much reeks of the Academy, of the Grammys Academy, which is renowned for having weird categorization, which is what Naomi was alluding to, weird yeah. categorization of music and especially black um, categories, and then having whoever's on their board awarding people in really weird ways. This was one for, I feel like a, a room full of white people. I don't know what black person said, you know what, this album deserves to win. I just don't know. So just going on to Naomi's point, what she said was, to my brother Wizkid, um, Made in Lagos was beyond a phenomenal album, winner without doubt. You are the king of the people that has brought Afrobeats mainstream. That means more than any academy of any sort. 
Once a recording academy, once again, you choose to be tone deaf to what is going on in the universe. Changing world to global is not enough. They've changed the world category to global. Yeah. Get up to speed on the state of all popular music and include Afrobeats Artist of the Year, Song of the Year, Album of the Year, and all the subcategories that this genre also so deserves, just as an other respected, just as an other respected and recognized musical genre. Made in Lagos album and song essence was clearly in the wrong category. How can you ignore the song essence? The song by Wizkid in terms that was covered and remixed by Justin Bieber. You seem to isolate under Go Global when it should have been in Song of the Year category. This is a misrepresentation and a neglectful categorized categorization of music once again. Give Afrobeats the representation it deserves. You're ignoring 1.3 billion people. It will only make us rise. Afrobeats in our hearts, Africa beats to the world. And that's it. And yeah, no, I, I totally agree with her. They are they are ignoring it. You can't ignore, you shouldn't be ignoring Afrobeats. The numbers don't lie. They do numbers. Yeah, numbers it. even without America, they do numbers. Do you know what I mean? And it, it, as it's growing in there and even just being there it's just so amazing to see and hear do you know what I mean like how it's taken over that and I'm a piano too and it is just such a shame do you know what I mean like Jules Baby he produced on the album True Love it was a phenomenal song like phenomenal like Love Essence as well with Thames like I think it's just it, it, it could have been a moment and they just chose to ignore it basically and I think it's, it's just really annoying but however saying all of that I'm I have been done with these the, the this kind of like white validation anyway. Do you know what I mean? So I just think what's annoying to me is that this is what gets put down in history and it's given value by so many different people. That's what annoys me. That's why I want the right people to win. But we should just throw it all away anyway. Do you know what I mean? Like and just validate uh, yeah. ourselves. Can I just um, speak on soldier? There was one thing that Farah said about. The, the Jamaican part of it, because all of the other people that were involved in the category were Jamaican artists. And that seemed to get highlighted way more than the quality of the music. I do think that there's something to who originated the music and them being represented well and it not being co-opted. I think there's yeah. something to that. And when they showed a picture of most of the people that these guys had collaborated with, on the album, none of them were Jamaican and none of them were black. And it's those types of things where it's like, there's, there's too much in it that it literally sounds like a terrible UB40 for one. And UB40, yeah. can we even say that was reggae music? But maybe loosely, but this is even worse than their stuff. So it's not okay that's there. And I think there's still parts to the categorizations. That's true and is reflective of global music, world music, like all of that, everybody kind of fighting for one. And then if they, if somebody does well, reggae music does well, then you get a category or let's do an Afrobeats one that would probably be added in as well. But then what about all of the other genres of music in Africa that actually influences the world sound? Like there's the Caribbean as well. There's lots, there's much more music. That as well. like that's why I was on, sorry, Antonin, yeah, that, that's what I was coming to with you have these set categories because they're commercially doing well, but that can't, you can't then lump in everybody into those categories. Like we need to fight for it, but there really is something to when you get a Grammy, you sell more. And those are the things where it's like, there's a bigger conversation. And it's also not, it's not fair that when somebody wins that a celebrity comes out at that moment and comes for it. I think there needs to be more of a conversation throughout the year 
that is really, we have to be celebrating all forms of music. If you're going to be the standard for everybody, you get a Grammy, it means so much, then it needs to be more representative. Absolutely. I think it's, it's hard, as Auntie Shadow said, and as you're saying, it's hard to, we don't want to give these places all the, uh, the glory and we don't want white approval, but industry, I think it's business approval. The industry at large, if we're going to have award show, because there's conversations about getting rid of award shows, but I don't mind, I, I grew up loving award shows. I do love award shows, but let the representation be fair. And if it's representation, representative of the business, take race and cult everything out of it. Just award the music or the film or the whatever, according to what's going on reflective of the industry at large, the business of it all. You can't shapeshift world and global and just to avoid the fact that Afrobeats is a category. You've got reggae, you've got soca, you've got folk music, you've got oh, so many different other genres of music. And the Grammys award down to spoken word, down yes. to narration. They have so many categories. So you've got room to have about 30 categories. You've got room to categorize the main category, the ones that you want to say the main ones are properly. Atlanta, have you ever, or oh, Sasha and Crepton Conan? Crepes. Yeah, that was the other one. Yeah. You know what? My views on this shit. <laughs> They're saying that Crept, who's, mm -hmm. like I said, one half of Crepton Conan, mm -hmm. and Sasha, his partner, have announced that they are sharing their notes together. Are they split up? Yeah. yeah. That's oh, part of the reason why this has come up, because they're saying yeah. that you should pay all of it. Oh, fuck. Okay, so they split up now. Oh, dear. Yeah. Anyway, 50-50s on nursery fees. The streets are saying this is wrong and Crep should pay all of it. What do you lot think? The thing is, my thing is, is it in proportion to what she earns? If it's not in proportion to what she earns, then he should pay more. Of course, he's a... He's well, a she wants to pay half. What she wants to do 50 She can want to, but I don't think... <laughs> I think it's that money should go... If she wants to do something with that excess, then put it into something else. My thing, my thing is, if they're sharing custody 50-50 then it makes sense that they pay everything 50-50. Because when the child's at her house, she contributes, she does, she covers what she covers. When the child's at his house, he covers what he covers. And then it, the rest of it goes into a pot for the child. I don't think there's anything wrong with paying 50-50. I wish that was a fucking option for me. I would, like, seriously, I don't think there's anything wrong paying 50-50. I don't think, like, there are certain things that he's going to be able to do more of because he earns more. But if it's like nursery fees and she wants to do it, I don't think, what, what's the problem? Nursery why fees. Why don't you want to prove? That money can go elsewhere. That money can go elsewhere. I'm like, like he's a millionaire. If she wants to pay it, which they know, he could be someone, he could be someone that will down the road. You know, like there are those men who down the line want to throw shit in your face that you're not doing stuff. I don't think he's maybe she plan. wants to be, maybe she wants to be like, I'm going to, I'm her mother. I will contribute to her as well. Maybe she doesn't want to be beholden to this man. Can I? No, she doesn't want to be. Just why because he's got more money doesn't mean he has to. Why are these? Um, why? How's this story out here? Because we're saying maybe in this. How did this story even get out? Who told it? So I think she posted on her socials, and then people were trying mm. to come for her. Do you know what I mean? And she went to explain what her situation was. Thing. I think it's. What you did know, she say? Sorry, sorry. Could you break it down a bit more? What did she say? She just posted. Oh, oh me. I don't know. I don't know. No, so, okay. So what she did? She posted. She was ranting about nursery fees because you know you have to pay standardly. It doesn't matter if the child is there, you still have to yeah. pay the fees. So she yeah. was ranting about that. That literally, my child keeps on getting sick. And then she has to go back when she gets better. But those days that we've had her at home, I'm still paying for the nursery. Yeah. So in that, where she was saying about I'm paying for the nursery in her rant, people were like, how are you paying for the nursery? Then she came back with another slide saying, we co-parent. 
he pays 700 and I pay 700 a month for her nursery. We share the cost. And then after she's broken it down like that, and she's like, that's what we want to do. She stated, that's what we want to do. People were like, but how are you paying 50-50 on anything for your child when you when the father is a multimillionaire? That was the argument. But she stated, I'm in a position to pay for half of this. And he set our child up for life. That's cool, but I want to pay it. That was a thing. So it was just a conversation of, should she be paying anything? Because he is a multimillionaire. I, I think, think the key word is on. I was going to say case closed then because she's fine. I think it's case by case. People are different. There's different situations. If she wasn't didn't have any income and he's still forcing her to draw back into overdraft and shit, that's wicked and that's not fair. But if she's in a position where it's it can be 50-50 and it just makes everything clean, I don't think that's a problem. Especially as if he is a present good father, as in, in quotes, then he's that child is set up for life. So no matter what, as long as she's not struggling, and I would hope that if she gets into a situation where she can't afford something at any given time, he will step in as a person with more money to cover those costs without question. However, if it's a thing where no, 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 I don't think it's a problem. As long as it's not, as long as it's fair and the conversation between them two is agreed. I think this is, that's why I wanted to get the context of how it came out. Yeah, she says it in her statement. This is what we want to do. I'm in a position where I can do this. He set her up for life. So she wants to do it. I don't see anything wrong with that at all. However. (laughs) I I am like, I don't think that she should be paying it because he is a a millionaire. But if I wanted to pay for something, okay. But yeah, I'm still like... So go and pretend to pay for it. I wouldn't pay for it. I'm not sharing... I'm so not what sure. Would be the, what would be the nursery fees, man? You got no. What are you? What? Pay, pay her nursery fees for the next five years, bro. Just sort that out, just quickly. Why am I even thinking about that? That's just. It's, I can't. I just can't. If you're, if you're both, because what's her financial status? Because she's saying she can afford she's like it. Like an influencer. Yeah. I mean, what's her financial status though? What is I it? I don't think she's a millionaire, but she is an she is an influencer. She does do well. She no. The reason why I'm asking that is just because like, what if you're both? What if you're both millionaires, or what if you're both financial? Okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, that would be I different. Think it matters really and truly because at the end of the day, you never know what the future is going to be. You never know what the situation is going to be. And if you, as a woman. Honestly, I think you should always stack. Maybe I'm coming from that perspective. You you can always stack because you just never know. And it's not, if you're a mother, it's not just you, it's your child also. So why pay stuff up front when someone else can take care of it? Just get them to take care of it. Shouldn't be an issue. If he's such a nice guy, shouldn't be an issue. Mm, Interesting. I, I I see it. I see it. I just I just I suppose also his money might not be long. He could be a millionaire now, but not tomorrow. He is an artist. I mean, this, is the, the things, this is the thing. This is the thing, though. But you're the mother in it, <laughs> so that you you got to think. You got you got to stack, man. If it if it comes down to it, you're gonna be the. It's more likely. Let me say that it's more likely that you're gonna be the one looking after the child. Really and truly. So, so, the need- million, so he pays now, she pays later. But potentially. Or never. Or never. Or never. And that's like every that for every bill, everything that the child needs, it comes from the millionaire. We're talking about we're talking about nursery fees at the moment, but personally 
I'm not spending it if I don't have to. If I'm the mother of your child, I've given you a child. <laughs> Seriously, what more do you want from me? Let, yes, support <laughs> us forever. <laughs> That's it. Black China, and on that to that note, Black China says she doesn't get child support from both Rob Kardashian and Tiger, who, who say that they have the children majority of the week. So why should they pay? Apparently they do pay. Let's just let's just get it right. They do pay child support. They don't pay maybe the amount that Black China wants or feels that she deserves because they say that we have the we have our children majority of the week and she has them on weekends. What say you guys? No, they pay for school fees. They pay all of the school fees. Okay. The thing is, yeah, if the mother's not all right, the child's not going to be all right. Make sure the mother is good. Just make sure the she mother has is her good. children one or two days a week. Yeah, but yeah. still, she still needs to be good, you know? She shouldn't be worrying about anything. And they got it. So I don't yeah. understand. What? So you that think that they should be paying Black China money? Like, I for. For They're doing it to be petty. I just don't think, I just don't, nah. Nah, nah, They should nah. be it out. Nah, they, I don't think they have zero obligation to give Black China anything. She has, she has her work, like she takes pictures, she sells stuff, she's an influencer, she has her kind of shows, like she has an income, but she wants these two men to foster her lifestyle so that she can have bare cars, like what? Nah. And Is then they are looking after of- the kids. Is it because it's Black China? No. My my statement stands as it previously did. If if you're sharing custody, if you are sharing custody, I do believe that you should do things 50-50 if you're sharing custody, yeah? They're not sharing custody. She has weekend access to her youth, yeah? They have the children. Tiger has the kid six days a week. Yeah. Rob Kardashian has the kid five days a week. She's a weekend mum. You cannot expect to have full child support when you've got the... You should be paying child support. That's what if I If she think. was on the other foot, and if, if the shoe was on the other foot, if she was the man and they were the women, Auntie Sade, you, by yeah. all accounts, you would be saying that she the should be paying child support. No, 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 of course, the man always pays. Always. <laughs> what, even if he has the child for the most amount of but time? She- at the end of the day, yeah, really and truly, right? The say she can't pay her rent, yeah? And b- because she's only because they're not paying child support, she can't pay her rent. It don't matter. Mm-hmm. And you know why? Because the children live with the the, the children live with the dads. Yeah. Ha- she has them on the weekend. That's not she right. She has them on the weekend. That's not right, man. Yeah, it's not right that she has them on the weekend only. No, no, right. no, 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 no. Absolutely right. It's not right. right. It's because it's them that's why she has that situation. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think it's because they have, especially Rob, yeah, has got it set up like that. Do you know what I mean? I, so I feel this way about lots of other parents who do, lots of other women that come out and, and do the same thing. I feel this, I, it's not because of them. I feel like, in general, if you're not the sole provider for your child and you're seeing your, you're having your child, who was it? Was it Dwayne Wade? He came out and had the same thing. I think Dwayne Wade's got babies or has a child with the yeah, same woman that one of the, the Wayans' son's son. So mm-hmm. what's the name? Damon Wayans' son has a child with the same woman that has a child with, with Dwayne Wade. And they both have the children 95% of the time. 
And she came out and was like saying, I can't afford to live anywhere because I, my baby fathers are not giving me child support. Just because you have birthed somebody does not give you the, then the right to expect to be paid for that. It absolutely does not give you the right to, to no. then say, I'm never going to work a day in my life. I gave birth to your child. You are going to have to pay for me. It absolutely. absolutely does not give you the right. And I don't think it's the right thing for you to present to your child either. I just don't. Yeah, what are you saying? Can I ask, why doesn't China have her child? Black China have her child, her children? Well, this is getting into judgment. But, no, 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 it's not judgment. I'm asking a valid question. Why doesn't she no. have her child? Because she had a Kardashian. Because it she, hasn't, so she hasn't said why, like the kids are spending the most of the time with their fathers. She hasn't said. No, no. People were asking though, but she didn't respond. This is why I were, we have this arrangement. No, what she did like, was oh, you had your kids. What she did was, and she was getting the backlash. Oh, she. She, put, she then came out and said, "I'm going to refocus all my attention onto <laughs> my court case." Yeah. With the, <laughs> When but she never laugh out loud when he called her out. When yeah, Tyson called yeah. her out, she was like, laugh out loud. Yeah, but yeah. yeah I, think, I think, I don't know, man. Like, oh. maybe because, maybe my upbringing, like, having a parent with multiple wives and having a grandparent with multiple wives and they all being taken care of, do you know what I mean, regardless of how active they are at that present moment in time, I guess that's what I know. I personally believe that she, they could have a little stipend. She can have, as long as she's okay, but it's not like false child support. I think they both make enough like Kardashian money, Tiger money, let your children's mother be okay. And that's, I just don't think that a full, talk about child support, all that type of stuff. No, because you don't have the child in the majority. I think don't let your child's mother be destitute. I, I agree with that. Just because on the weekends when they are visiting, you don't want them to be in the ramshackle shackle and they have struggling for stuff. However, just very quickly, it's not... it's a, she, she didn't say she's destitute. She said she had to sell three of her cars. So, so not all of them. To be fair, like your bad money management, that's and also there's conditions in it. If you're just pissing money up the wind, I'm not just gonna give you money so you can piss out the wind. No. And even conditions when he was busting in a <laughs> No, of course not. There's, there's decisions you like you oh, got wait, like then, you when, said when you were also, yeah. <laughs> she's out there, she's out there plotting and scheming then as well, possibly. Like, it's not all on them. If they were not in, she was receiving a nut. Everyone's got consequences oh, out here. Boom, boom. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think I think if Black China, I think that she must have a magical pendulum. But I think, and also I think that if I think that she might single-handedly be the downfall of the Kardashians, it, she hasn't full seen her full plan yet. But when it gets realised, I think she she will do that. I believe the children are our future. <laughs> Teach them well and let them. We have one it. more. Like we have Castillo versus Trends. I don't know if you guys, well, Atlanta or Castillo versus Trends. I haven't seen Atlanta. Okay. Guys, please watch Atlanta because it's come back with a punch and they're covering things that are really good. Really, really I good. I have punch. access to so many shows now because of my new job. Like, yes, yeah, so what's Atlanta in there? Like, I've got an app and there's so much stuff. So watch it. Is Atlanta on there or no? I, I'm for sure, I think it is. 
just one. Is that on HBO as well? I don't think so. I've seen loads of things and I'm like, there's a lot. It's an HBO show. Watch it, it's really good. However you can watch Atlanta, it's really good. Did any of you see Castillo? The new Trend Central. Oh, yeah. oh my god, oh. you had me watching that. You had me watching it, Auntie Nana. I blame you like hundred Give a summary of the show, Auntie Nana, then as soon as you put it in our myths. Okay, it's a new one from Trend Central. Like they're the guys that brought you blue therapy. And this and one chat. is yeah, and black chat. This one is uh, a couple will come together and discuss uh, a past type of relationship or issue that they've had. And the first one is Castillo and his ex-girlfriend, can't remember her name, I think it was like Riri or something like that. And they, he was going through what he did to her and he cheated profusely, like literally like it was something else. He cheated with, I think it was 16 different girls. And... Uh, so he goes through how he managed to cheat on her like loads of times. But then there's a big reveal that he has a child that he hasn't come out and told the public about. And he reveals this on this show as well. He lied about it, right? On those easy yeah. shows and said that he didn't have a child, basically. But he did. Yes, yes. And he didn't want to have children with the his main girl. But then he had a child out on her, basically. Yeah. What did you think of it, Auntie Shade? What did I think about it? It was hella toxic, man. It was really hella. What I thought about it, actually, I really felt for Vanessa, thank you, Renetta, the ex-girlfriend. I really felt for her because her situation was just like, she just loved him. That's that's just all. She just loved him. And he just lied to her repeatedly and deceived her and basically made a fool out of her. And he could have just left her alone and he didn't for his own selfish behaviour. And I just think it's just so common and I definitely relate to that. And I just think it's just awful. And I felt her pain. I really did because it's like, what do you, you can't, that kind of betrayal, it's just too much. And the thing is, he was explaining things in such a selfish, inconsiderate way while he thinks he's being considerate. So he was saying, oh, you was at the top. And then I had two consistent ones underneath you. And then I had, but how it's coming across is you're bragging almost, you know what I mean? Like he had this pyramid scheme of cheating where I'm supposed to feel like I'm above everybody else, but you're actually just taking the piss. Like, and I think that some men do this to almost pick women against each other so they don't actually so they find value at being oh yeah at least I had the title of girlfriend so he did like a little bit do you know what I mean or like me and and it's just like that's trash it's disrespectful it's absolutely disrespectful and it just goes to show he's just I a lot of men think like this because he was also saying that I love I did love you and she was like how did you cheat on me if you love me and he was just like yeah but I can still love you and she was like if I go and do that then what is no you can't do that it's just he's going to switch you know he he wanted to switch ready to switch bro and it's just like come on man this this it was just personified 
These are the issues personified. And I, I just, I hated Castillo in that meet, in that moment. I really did hate him, like, to the core. Maybe because I've been through a similar thing where it's just like, just leave me alone. <laughs> I, yeah. I didn't ask for this. You're being deceptive. And, yeah, I just felt, I really, really felt for her. Yeah. I, what I didn't, what I couldn't stand was his positioning of, I'm doing you a big favour talking now. Mm. I'm actually... And the, the fake deep, um, if this makes, do you understand what, because uh, I can't stand if this makes sense. And I swear to gosh, people, please stop saying if that makes sense. No, 99% of the time, it makes sense. So stop it. It's getting out of control. I thought I said, no, stop it. Is that, it does make sense. That makes it, does. sense. it does. It does. It literally does. So stop it. He kept saying, do you understand what I'm trying to say? And I was like, I want to punch you up because what you're saying is not deep. You're not saying anything. Okay, you might have been deep. This is what I'm saying. I thought he was being, like, for his reality, maybe it's deep, but you're so self-absorbed. That but that's my know. point. That's how I interpret it. It wasn't deep, bro, because what you're saying is very basic. You cheated on her. And the thing, the fact that he tried to position, like, you're the prize. You benefit. You were the one. And, I, and the fact that he had the chest to say, that's why I didn't want to meet your parents, but all the other girls' parents I met, and I didn't care about meeting their parents. Okay, are you okay? You, you, what? That's that's. Uh, it's the prize giving that these guys think they are. That I'm doing so much. You're lucky, bro. You're lucky that I didn't put a child on you. You're lucky I cheated on you because I loved you. All this type of shit. And then I um um um. um do you understand where I'm coming from? Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Get the full full fuck. And I do want to acknowledge the fact that I think Auntie Nana used to that his parents both have mental health issues, and he has got, got a background, and he did explore. He he has got a situation that he's come from. And we definitely understand that people are not raised properly. The toxicity of their upbringing can impact them. And, and I wish, and I think the question you had for this particular topic, Nana, was whether these shows have responsibility adhere to major broadcasting lines. Because there's shows like, and what show was it, where people have ended up killing themselves and stuff like that as a result of the pressure of being on those shows. So like broadcast standard guidelines, all these shows have a responsibility. I don't care if you're a YouTube channel, or a broadcaster channel, you need to follow some community guidelines so that the people watching aren't triggered and the people that are in your on your show, because I'm cussing this guy Castillo, but he has come from a negative background. So me cussing him, it's triggering, probably triggering for him, but you're, he's triggered me too, so whatever, we're all triggered out here. There needs to be responsibility and guidelines for the people that come onto these shows. Because it's not just for us to just have laughs and reality show this and reality show that. This stuff has repercussions and effects on the wider community in so many different ways. So there should be a level of responsibility. I don't know what Trend Central does in regards to protecting the people that come on their shows and expose their business. And talk. I don't know what measures they have in place. So that's a real thing because the guy does come from a background and they should have explored that. That should have been the show more. Like these are the things that created the person that I am. And rather than just a sensationalism, well, I cheated on you. And because it, it was, it was, there was sensationalism. It was just for us to yeah. react. And that's my point. So just to elaborate on that, because I've seen the whole thing and he came out when it was released and said, I didn't consent to this being shown. Mm. And last week, I really did think that was a part of the rollout. But in watching it in its entirety, I am like, I, it could have still come out, but it needed to be edited heavily. The way he was talking about his child and that situation and his disconnect and not feeling any love or um, any love for his child and then any love for his parents. It was those types of things. I was like, nah, just as care of duty, even if he's saying this, you should literally just be like, this probably doesn't need to live in the world. So he said it, but we should edit that out for 
him in the future. And as it's come out that he's done another video and he's, I am now in my daughter's life. And so that's why I didn't want it to come out because I don't want her to ever see this. Now I'm learning how to fall in love with her. I'm learning how to actually live with, I have a child and not be resentful. And there was a lot of growth as he's talking about it in retrospect. And it is actually, this is what I thought watching it. Like, this isn't okay to live. And it, it just felt very soulless for the channel to be like, we filmed it and we're going to put it out. It was like, actually, what? where's your responsibility to the community, actually? Yeah. Just, j- just in general, like, you've worked with him a few times as well. I've said it before, I really do want Castillo to come on our show. I would love to chat with him. I think he needs auntie energy. He needs, like, auntie advice. He needs a lot of help. But his growth that I'm seeing him go through, it's like, I think he would be a really good person to talk to. I was going to say that those Trend Central doesn't have, like, mature people in any of their spaces, in that, from the front facing. I'd like the guys mm-hmm. who created for Trend Central to come on our show and talk. Because there is an That's element great. of not just having everything out there. I think when you think you know the industry, and I'm, I'm not, I don't know the guys individually. I know some of them, but I don't know them individually or personally. So I don't want to speak on what I think they know, what they don't know. But sometimes you're out there, oh, reality shows work, oh, sensationalism works. So you think, okay, we can capitalise that. And because you've had success with Backchat and certain shows and your notoriety is great and you're making money, but you're not, you have to think bigger. It's not, you have, when you get the power, with, with power comes responsibility. Yeah. I don't with know. Backchat, I think, I think, I think, like you, I know you guys don't really like reality. Do you know what I mean? That kind of thing. Um, no, no. I don't know. Like, reality as well. I liked Oprah. Like Oprah. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> In regards to a conversation chat show, that's where. Oh, okay. No, we're talking about reality. Said reality, and then no, you I understand, but that, that is that falls under reality. Kind of conversation. Basically. I just think that to me, it just speaks to like, we're not a monolith. Do you know what I mean? And there's different types of content and this is one type of content. It tends to be very popular. Do you know what I mean? It really does. But like there is space for it. And the thing is, as much as it's very difficult, there are people that think like him. There's a lot of people that think like him. There's a lot of people that have had that similar experience, maybe not necessarily his background, but in terms of how he's treated women and they're seeing the real life reaction of that to someone, do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it's very moving and it's very powerful and it can actually provoke conversation, change behavior and all these kind of things. So I think that there is benefit to it as well. I don't think it should be removed. I'm, I'm definitely not saying that. I think the conversation was fair to be had. I just think the people creators have a responsibility because if he's saying that, that's not what I wanted out there. And also there's an element of, yeah. if you sign the agreement, you have to understand whether you're, as a con- as person going on there, you also have a responsibility to know like you, what you say can be manipulated. Yeah. And so yeah. be, be careful of what you say. But also when you do have the power, you've got to do that bit more due diligence and make sure that your shit's set up properly. Because it is... Though that conversation is important to have, I definitely think it shouldn't be removed from the space. But just once you become a platform that people go to, just have an element of consideration. And if that's your thing, like you don't give a fuck, then that's your karma to deal with. That's the thing. It's just like, I I think that if we look at our US counterparts, this is light compared to it. Do you know what I mean? So I think, yes, there is a duty of care. Of course, any professional organization should have that for sure. 
But yeah, it depends. Did he sign an agreement? Did he read his agreement? Did he understand his agreement? Did, and also the, the as well kind of thing. Did she also do They, they are both that? saying, both of them publicly, we did not sign the consent form because as soon as it finished recording, we were both like, that conversation went too far and it can't air. So they're both stating that they did not sign the consent form, but Trend Central... Yeah. They might, and did oh. they do one? Because sometimes they film consent as well. There's that as well. So I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, but I do think it was like a really important conversation. And also as well, like I liked both of them as characters. Do you know, I know they're real people, but I liked both of their characters. Like I want to see more from her and I want to, I did actually look for more from him as well kind of thing. But I think... I don't know. He's just very problematic. And if he's doing the work, then cool. That's great. Yeah. And if he's a role model to people or they take him as such or they listen to him and he's doing the work, then that's great. I, I don't think there's any problem with that. Let's get the comments, please. And we must move on. Oh, well. Okay. All right. There's quite a few again. All right. So where do we start with the comments? Uh, there's so many because we spoke about so many different things. I'll take one about Black China and the kids situation. Candy says, if they're doing the bulk of childcare, she has more time for her career. And that's how so many fathers manage to be successful in their careers when the mother raises the kids. That's valid and Rowena in regards to Naomi Campbell says I totally agree with Naomi Afrobeats is a top music genre globally and then we have okay I'll take the last comment from Sharona no there's an issue check the reality shows on YouTube especially the ones for kids some someone needs to vet that this contact content it's hard because there's so much cultural appropriation without showing that they got black friends, but got all the black dialect, dialect and behavior and the bad friggin' acting. It's actually rubbing off on the kids. And I just have to tell my daughter, this is rubbish, right? And now she watches the ones that I think are viable to watch. That, that I remember that with the boys. There is a lot of dodgy shit on YouTube as well, aimed at kids. And um, that's it. Yeah, someone said something about hold, what's going to happen to the one holding in her fast. Are they going to pump her batty or something like that, which made me laugh. Uh, <laughs> I, read, I read about one and they had to remove, was it an appendix or something? Like she oh, had God. done real damage, like her appendix had actually exploded in all of that. Oh. Yeah, it's very dangerous. It's literally just let your wind out. It's, it needs to come out of your body for a reason. Like, it's, like you have to just let it out. I remember a girl at my school, she didn't poo and she had to go, but that was poo. I didn't know farts could also, anyway. Okay, guys, what's made you sad, mad and glad this week? Auntie Farah, take it away. I am sad about the cost of living. Just that. Makes me sad that everything's gone up. I bought a sandwich at work last week, a wrap, and it was £4.50. And then I bought the same wrap at work on Monday. And it was £4.95. What? <laughs> wow. I filled my tank up about three weeks ago and it was £48. And then I filled my tank up two weeks ago. Maybe I'm like skipping the dates, but I filled my tank up and it's £48. And then the next time I filled my tank up, it was 70 No! 
Jesus. I bought maybe 10 things in Marks and Spencer's the other day. And it was like 50 quid. You can't shop in Marks and Spencer's again. You've got I to mean, go out. Just, just right. I like Marks and Spencer's. I'm sorry. I, uh, it's, yeah. I, there's certain things that are just not the same. You cannot possibly. You know, it's not. <laughs> what's the other one? It's Marks and Spencer's. And it is literally different to when you go anywhere else. I refuse to buy groceries from okay. uh, Pasta. <laughs> but yeah. Uh so yeah, I'm exceptionally upset about the cost of living at the moment. Everything is crazy, and I am already fearing my gas and electricity bill to the point where I have now turned into my grandparents, going around the house, asking Egypt why she's leaving the lights on. Yep. My heating comes on one hour in the morning and <laughs> one hour at night. And other than that, it's jumpers and blankets and socks all around. That's yeah. made me sad. I am mad because the last couple of weeks I have experienced super dire customer service from again, Metropolitan Thames Valley Housing. I'm gonna name and shame you because you've responded to me eventually to say that, oh, we're very sorry. And then the repairs man called me and said, I'm gonna call you back and let you know when we're gonna come. And like days have gone by and there's just tumbleweed and it's just lots going on. And every day I'm like, still haven't heard anything. And I just keep being told we're gonna come back to you. So that's got me very mad. And I am glad because I am planning my cousin's 40th birthday extravaganza, which is going to take place next weekend. And um, not this weekend, next weekend. And I am very happy about that because I taught him how to ride a bike when he was five. And now I'm teaching him how to plan a party 35 years later. Yeah. So that's made me quite happy. Artichado. I am sad about Grammy Lola, is it Ola Kanmi? Who, sorry if I pronounced that incorrectly, but she sadly passed away not too long ago after eating one of these weed infused gummies. Um, mm. Yeah, it's just a really sad story. Hearts and prayers to her family and that. I'm mad about Bill Mayer. Was that how you say his name? He basically jumped on his show and said that. Jada should feel, Jada Pinkett Smith, this is, should feel lucky that alopecia is her biggest medical problem, which I just think is ridiculous. And then he said, put a wig on. How dare he? Just, yeah, he's just vile. And yeah, and then also mad at Jim Carrey, as I said before, Paula Abdul and Sherry Shepard for their nonsense talking on shit that just doesn't really concern them. And I'm glad about New York. I had a great time in New York. It was just really fun, as I said at the top of the show. Obviously, the Monique clip going viral. Jasmine's been winning those Grammys. I love Jasmine so much. So yeah, I'm really, I was really happy about that. Welcome to the family, Asafara. And also, like, I, I don't know if this is glad, but I just laughed at myself because I totally fell for Malibu. They've done an April Fool's joke, and yeah. I 100% fell for it. They invented this, like, ancient, what is it, like, aged coconut. <laughs> drink and I literally put it in the group chat and I was like we should get this <laughs> and I really wanted it and I totally fell for it so well done Melody you don't yeah you got me you definitely got me Auntie Nana 
Okay, so I'm sad on Saturday. It was like the proper funeral, traditional funeral for my auntie Nana. And yeah, it was just a really beautiful funeral. And anybody that hasn't seen a Ghanaian funeral before, please Google it because they're spectacular events. And it was a black and red one. And that's generally like my favorite attire as well for a funeral. I like wearing the black and red. So that was like, it was really sad. And she has four kids, but two of them are 35 and under, the two girls. And it was just seeing them, like they don't have their mum anymore. It just really like, just broke my heart watching them sitting there. They have to dance. You have to do the adwar. And yeah, they were just bawling. It was just so sad, but also a beautiful send off as well. And I'm mad at the police harassing the young boy with his jacket. Like it wasn't even a hot day. It was just mildly warm, but they just harassed him watching that video and then it was followed like a couple of days later with an Asian boy in America being stopped by the police the guy has his gun out and so the boy is like filming as he's coming out of the car and then he's dropped the phone he's like I have to keep the phone on for my safety sir he's been very polite has nothing on him nothing threatening then another police car comes and you can almost see him being glad that there's backup like maybe this will de-escalate the situation that dude flies out of the car and literally tasers him. Like, you haven't even assessed what's going on. And I hate watching those videos, but it caught me, like, sideways. Like, I, I didn't think it was going to go there. And then he got tased and, obviously, he drops the phone. So I hope he's fine. But that really pissed me off. Like, 2016 pissed me off when we were seeing all of the various videos and being bombarded with them. I felt that rage. And then I moved on to being quite glad just from thinking of all of the people that I spent the weekend with. Super proud of my nephew, Seren, who I've spoken about on this show before, who went through a crazy time with gangs and, and doing various shit up and down the country. And then he came to live with me and decided to go to Ghana. And it was his 20th birthday on Sunday. And I'm just so proud of the boy. He's now going to be starting a boarding school to get his GCSEs and A-levels so that he can do a degree in mining. And it's just like the total swing of being so scared if this boy is even going to live to just being like, wow, he actually is going to get there and fulfill his potential that we all knew he had. So I'm very proud of Seren. And I am sad because I've got cold and I'm run down and I'm annoyed, as I mentioned at the show, top of the show. Um, so I just hopefully get better soon to myself. I got shit to do. Mad that I missed last week's episode because um, it was the hype of the conversation, as I said again. But then I'm also glad that I went to the RTS Awards last week. It was a moment in British TV history. Like the people that got awarded. Sorry, I didn't even get that together. That, I should have had that list. But the winners included Mo Gilligan, Samson Ko, Nelson, and a few other people. AJ Adudu. And a few people behind the scenes as well that you wouldn't necessarily expect to get awarded for projects that really reflect the diversity and when diversity and representation works in TV. So it was a good it was a good moment. There was a bunch of us celebrating at the after bit, and it was nice. It was a bit weird because I lost my phone for the majority of the show, which was frustrating. But then I'm also glad that it was found underneath a table somewhere by security. I'm also glad that I went to the Tate Arts Exhibition of Life Between the Islands, and it was a really very sold out, heavily booked out show about booked out show uh, exhibition and it just featured predominantly black Caribbean artists with a few African artists and it just documented their contribution to the arts in the UK from back then till now it was a really good exhibition I hope it comes back because it was just completely sold out and I just tried on a whim 
and I managed to get a press ticket to go. And then to round off that day, I had a mummy daughter day. We had postponed Mother's Day. So we had it this weekend and just spending time with my daughter. Um, and it was really cute. We went shopping and she bought me some Ugg slippers for Mother's Day and we had tea and it was cute. Um, but also contributed to probably why I've got a cold as well. <laughs> well, yes, really. out, out too much. But yes, anyway, so that's my sad mad glad. Auntie Nana, what's your unpopular p- p- opinion? Okay. You guys may not find this unpopular, but I mentioned this over the weekend to a few people and everybody was laughing at me. I have a real feeling in my bones. I keep on looking up at the sky and I feel by 2035, cars are going to be flying in the sky. And that is going to be the mode of transport. I feel it's going to happen that soon. I don't know why, but I just feel like 2035, we are going to be driving flying cars. I can feel it in my bones. It's going to happen. That's my unpopular opinion. Okay. Yeah, I don't think that's... Is that that unpopular? No. Yeah, everyone was like, you're mad. It's not happening. But I think it's going to happen. But they have, like, hoverboards already, right? No, this is proper flying cars. I know, yeah. but I'm just saying they have hoverboards already, so they're like one step away. Do you know what I mean? So if like boards that can literally fly in the sky, then you just need to get Put to the, on top. the car. So I'm just not sure about the timeline. It's going to happen, but I just don't know if it's going to happen by 2035. That's over 10 years. I think it's possible. Yeah, for so, sure. Not to where all the cars are in the air. I don't mm. think that's possible. They haven't even worked out how to get rid of unleaded petrol for everybody yet. <laughs> well, that's for month. That's for because capitalism. But yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> if they're flying, that means we'd have to start building higher buildings, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. Higher. I'm just higher going by. The, I'm just going by the movies because when the cars start flying, the buildings are really tall. So I figure there's something connected to that. I don't know why. Right, I'm just looking at the films. Okay. Okay, guys. Thank you. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I made it. Thank you for listening to Your Aunties Could Never, watching Your Aunties Could Never. I'm Auntie AK, and I'm here with my wonderful aunties. Please don't forget to listen to us on um, oh, Pod Bible episode. If you haven't listened to it, listen back to it. We're also on Colourful Radio. Please listen back to that on Colourful Radio with the wonderful Iola. So thank you for watching and listening. This has been Your Artist Could Never. Please follow us on all the social media platforms. Don't forget, you can watch us back if you couldn't stick with us today on Facebook and YouTube. And you can listen to our episodes on our website, yourartistcouldnever.co.uk and other listening platforms. Don't forget to like, comment and subscribe and leave your comments and reviews and our newly edited Samsung um, podcast. Don't forget to leave your comments there too. And that's it. Join us next week, live, possibly, <laughs> with Your Artist Could Never. Take care. Bye bye.